Welcome to our Rollmaster actual play session. Twilights of the Old Order and Ain't No Place for a Hero are two campaigns currently co-joined set in the world of Duranaki, the continent of men. The game system used in our game is Rollmaster Classic with a liberal inclusion of home rules. We hope you enjoy our story. And, as always, may the dice roll in your favour. This is episode 93 of Twilight of the Old Order, and episode 71 of Ain't No Place for a Hero. The two parties are on a desperate quest to recover two more arcane lodestones, which they hope will lead to their escape from the strange, multi-dimensional place known as the In-Between. Rejoin our heroes as they do battle with a massive undead cave worm they have disturbed in their exploration of the second floor of the Vault of the Righteous Wing. Hello, I'm Chris, otherwise known as GM Chance, and welcome to our story. Up on screen, you will see our characters that will be uh, enthralling us with their antics this evening. There are quite a few, um, as you may note, uh, for regular viewers, and I'd like to just make a massive shout out to our regular viewers. Um, thank you very much for your, your very kind comments, um, for your engagement, and, and uh, just for generally supporting the channel. Really appreciate it, guys, and keep the comments and the questions coming. Um, so for, for those that uh, perhaps are not aware, um, this role-playing game is currently uh, combined uh, with... Sorry, can I just ask someone's... Could I just ask uh, someone to pop jump on mute, mute just for a second, please? So I'm just getting a bit of feedback. Thank you. Um, thank you. Um, this game is a combination of two campaigns, uh, two stories set in the same world that have combined together. So six... Um, uh, six player characters in each game and uh, with a total as you can see on screen of, of 12 uh, PCs uh, and in a second I'm going to to ask uh, each one of the, of the players to introduce uh, who they're gonna play um, yeah just to, just again just to reiterate really big shout outs uh, to to our viewers um, thanks for all the support and yeah we'd love to hear more from you don't forget we also put up our regular polls um, touching on which topic which which rules topic we're going to uh, review or quickly touch on for four minutes each session um, and the occasional other polling question that comes up as well so do keep che uh, checking that tab channel alrighty no further ado um, we're gonna kick off with Anthony go for it Kia ora everyone uh, tonight I am 
playing two characters. Um, first one is I'm playing Jada, who's a very tall and beautiful human Arab woman, uh, and she's a lay healer. Um, and it's definitely don't leave home without your healer, which has become invaluable um, in this uh, trip to the upside down. Um, uh, we have a question for tonight. If, uh, if Jada had to mix her professions up uh, as a healer, um, she'd actually go for a more fighting uh, type uh, profession uh, to blend with her. She's feeling a little bit underpowered in that, that space, but um, obviously her healing has been paying dividends of late. Excellent. Um, yes, I play Jada on behalf of Stara tonight, uh, but my character I'm I'm playing is uh, Ascalion, or Askel for short. He's a tall half-elf warrior mage who comes with, from a port city, and his favourite weapon is his trusty cutlass. Um, if he were to mix his professions, um, he is a warrior mage, uh, but I'd actually love to push him a bit heavier into the magic space and probably more in the offensive magic. Um, yeah, just to bulk and beef that up, I think he uh, would be quite useful. But uh, that is Askel and Jada. Thank you very much indeed, sir. Um, and, and yes, well spotted. Um, so at the, at the beginning of uh, each game, uh, well, sorry, earlier in the week actually, before we start playing, I sent out a list of three questions out to the to the players to answer on um, about their character. It could be a whole manner of different things about their backgrounds or their wishes, their likes, their desires, their opinions on something. Uh, but it just provides a bit more depth and a bit more understanding and a bit more insight into how the character, who the character is. Um, we've usually answered these questions uh, before we switch record, uh, but as we did last last week, and, and uh, Anthony, thank you for the reminder, uh, as we're doing this week, um, each of the players will answer one of the questions uh, this evening. By the way, the three questions that I mentioned, I should have said this at the start, was the first question was, what makes your character feel safe? Secondly, if your character has the chance to rename, or had the chance to rename the party, give the party a different name, no questions asked, what would it be? And then lastly, if your character had a chance to mix professions uh, into a profession they currently aren't next time they level up, what would it be and what would be the reasons uh, they would have for doing so? Excellent. Thank you very much. So moving swiftly along, let's go to Aiden. Hello. Uh, my name is Aiden, and I'm going to be playing Grey tonight. He's a very handsome half-elf. Uh, he's a beast master, so he's very good with animals. Um, and he loves to chop things with his axe, uh, which he's also very good at. Um, and if Grey was to rename the party, he would call it Ningwin's Ninjas. Nice. Excellent. Very good. Thank you. Uh, let's go. Go for Graham, please. Hello, I'm Graham, and um, because two parties have come together, I find myself playing uh, uh, four characters, uh, which is a little excessive, but there you go. Um, the first of those from the Twilight Party uh, is Severin, uh, Severin Kydergaard. <clears throat> he is a man of the North, blonde-haired, blue-eyed chap, uh, a swordsman by profession and quite lethal with his sword he's trained his entire life uh, a bit of a one-track uh, career he, all he wants to do is be good at his sword and of late he fancies himself as a bit of leader of men and is trying to 
Lex's skills in that area to some, with somewhat mixed results. Um, Tenya, meanwhile, in the same from the Twilight Party, Twilight Amastasia, she is uh, a, a elf, as you can see, um, quite beautiful, uh, very spiky, a little bit difficult character. Uh, something of a poor little rich girl, uh, deprived of her, um, her family, of <clears throat> experience of fall from grace, and she's had to rough it with the rest of these upstarts. Um, she is a hunter by profession. She mixes um, her stealthy skills with um, her um, ability with a bow. Moving across to the um, hero party, uh, we have Neathanol who is a magent, which is a profession that mixes stealth, magic, and arms. She's a complex character. She's ultra-religious, but somewhat guarded about that, her beliefs. Uh, and uh, has the party have noticed uh, she has some sinister undertones. Um, then moving lastly to Etienne, who is a holy warrior, holy warrior called a genitrist, or a type of paladin. He is ridiculously good-looking, extremely charming, uh, and has a real way with words. He worships Aphrodite, he's all about love, and he likes to spread it in, in all ways. Uh, so that's the, my lot. Um, and in terms of character questions, what makes them feel safe? For Severin, it's his plated armour. For Tenya, it's distance. She likes to fire at distance at foes, doesn't like them when they get too close up. Neathanol, uh, what makes her feel safe? Uh, a dead adversary, uh, limp in her arms. Uh, and Etienne, uh, he, what makes him feel safe? Company, I shall say. Nice one. Thank you very much. Right, I'm also just getting a little bit of feedback from you as well. I don't know if there's something on with your mic or something. Maybe. Oh, I don't know. Not right. sure. Just a bit of, anyway, a bit of scratching. But anyway, great. Thank you very much. Um, moving on to Alex, please. Kiora, I'm Alex and I play Keros. Um, she is a North woman. She's a weather mage, so she uses really cool spells such as Ice Bolt or Fireball. She can build ice walls, so she's pretty cool. Um, she's quite earnest and sweet and a bit of an open book. Um, she has a trusty kitten by her side, Victory, who was rescued um, and has become a very important member of the party. Um, also, Victory think. <laughs> um, her question is if she if um, she had to mix professions, so mm. she's a weather mage, she'd definitely like to get into the fighting space. She is finding that violence is becoming easier and easier and not like the magic violence, the like combat, swords, knives, violence might be an area she'd like to explore. Interesting. Okay, thank you. Um, two more players. Uh, let's head to Mason, please. Um, kia ora. I'm, um, <clears throat> I'm Mason. Uh, tonight I'm playing uh, two characters. Well, one character, but uh, so my character is Demos. He's a, a big, burly, um, handsome dude, and he carries a, a sword. No, he carries a spear and a shield. Um, he's super unconscious at the moment, so he's out of action. 
Um, so tonight I'm also playing Mithan. Um, so she's a very tall, very unfriendly and unattractive Norseman, um, but she's become a lot more friendly with the party, so would probably offer them, you know, some support and protection where required. And for both, the question is, if your character had to mix professions um, into a profession they currently aren't the next time they level up, what would it be and what is the reason for doing so? Um, for Demos, I think he'd want to try and touch more into becoming a healer because that was something his mum did um, when he was younger and it's just it, it feels like a nice way for him to kind of connect better with his mother, who's not good with him. Um, and for Mithan, I think she'd probably want to become a bit more of a mage. Um, I think she likes she likes the knowledge and I think she kind of likes the power that comes with it. Um, yeah. Excellent. Thank you very much. Lovely. Eat. Oh, kia ora. Um, tonight I'll be playing two characters. The first one from the hero party is Leif. Uh, he is a very friendly um, and positive sort of happy guy. Um, he's a half-elf and a warrior mage. Um, the question for him uh, is if he was to mix professions, what would he be looking at next? I don't know if he'd change it to the next level, but eventually he would actually like to become a bit more of a scholar, um, eventually. Um, he's, he's quite intelligent, but hasn't had the opportunity to educate himself, really. So at some point, he would like to settle down in an exotic place and do some book learning. Um, perhaps not useful at the next level, though. Um, got a wee, wee way to go on this adventure yet, I think. Um, the second character we're playing from the Twilight Party is Nicholas. He is a common man and um, a mentat, which is, uh, he's a user of uh, the mentalism spells. Um, quite an unassuming sort of person. Um, and the question I'll ask, answer for him is, um, what makes him feel safe? Well, not being attacked by monsters or undead. <laughs> I'll start. <laughs> um, but his, his usual safe place is sort of in a university, in a library, quiet. You know, that's, that's the sort of person he is. But in this, when adventuring, um, he certainly feels safer with a group around him to protect him. He's not at all um, sort of proud and certainly, and certainly sees the, the um, role of him putting, being in a group as to have stronger people to protect him, basically. He's not, he's not shy about putting him, you know, running to the back and hiding, basically. Um, but also he, li he feels safest when he's not being noticed by anyone. He likes to, he works hard to be overlooked, basically. Excellent. Yeah. Marvellous. Thank you, Pete. And thank you, everybody. Well met all. Um, I say it each time, but it's absolutely true. Um, uh, this is one of my favourite parts of the game, just getting to know your characters uh, a bit a bit better. Fantastic. So, um, an update on where things are at. If we uh, switch to the map, should all be able to see that now. I might go to the large map, actually. Just checking. You can see the map okay, guys? It's, for me, it's taking a little while for it to sort of become clear. This, it's got that grainy look nah. as, as you. But yeah, me too. I think it's zoomed in, is it? It is a bit zoomed in, yes. But it comes right, is that right? Yeah, yeah if, you don't, if you don't move it. <laughs> is, this a, is this a new phenomenon? Or is this, um, has it always been like this? 
I think it's been it's been like it usually, but just have it sort of don't really notice, and it's it's functional. Okay, you can see it enough personally. It's right. right. for impressionistic. There you go. Okay. A bit last week as well. Okay. Okay. Well, let's 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 see how we go. Tell me if it obviously gets uh, too tough to see. All right. So um, do a quick my usual quick recap, and then ask any questions to qualify, and then and then we're off. Uh, so the characters are, are now down on uh, the second level of um, this uh, this strange complex known as the uh, the Vault of the Righteous Wing. Where are they? Um, they're not a, entirely 100% sure. They they were minding their own business um, in a a very hot and humid place uh, called Manta, or out on the outskirts of a city called Manta, and then all of a sudden found themselves here, meeting um, a, a woman by the name of Afsun, who is currently on the next uh, floor up. She is. Uh, badly injured from some other events that happened um, earlier on. Um, you m meeting her here in this area, in this this place, whatever it is, she's told you that this is the the in between, or the fifth path, or um, it's known by different names, the Scholar's Way sometimes, or the the place between worlds, some kind of transition place that exists between different planes of reality and of existence and indeed of of in, 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 of indeed different worlds um she's informed the party that she is a, an apprentice astral traveler she is not highly skilled at traveling between worlds and tragically just before um the party met her her master was tragically slain um but she has enough knowledge of magic um she hopes that with a couple of key items, stones that she's termed um, lodestones, arcane lodestones, she should be able to transport both herself and indeed uh, the party, or rather parties, back to safety. She's informed the party that two of these arcane lodestones, at least two of these arcane lodestones, are to be found somewhere in this complex um, on the bodies of two of her master's former apprentices that sadly met their doom here. That's what the party is trying to achieve. Party has um, has come down onto the second level. They came down the set of stairs, or previously stairs that turned into a ramp, that then turned into a pit, and you can just see that blackness in the pit, uh, which is here at the bottom of the stairs. Um, as the party was coming down, they had a rather unfortunate incident, just out of thin air for no explicable reason. Weird things just seem to happen in this place. This terrible, awful creature, this hellspawn demon dog, this thing reeking of sulfur and fire and fury, some kind of uh, demon creature you can only surmise, literally just clicked into existence and did its level best to try to roast the party. Um, the good news was uh, the creature appeared in thin air above the slope going down into the pit and indeed the, 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 this, this dog-like thing rocketed down uh, and you can see there, not a particularly great image, but you can see there basically this, these occasional kind of gouts of flame, not occasional on the screen, but, but there are occasional gouts of flame, not as regular as that, from 40 foot below in the pit where this thing is scrabbling and frantically trying to get up, it can't. 
um, but it's it's clearly clearly very keen on on trying to do you harm. It did manage to injure one of the party, uh, Nicholas, but uh, he managed to uh, to be recovered by or his his health was recovered by Jada. Coming down into the complex, um, uh, uh, with all the party down into the complex level, the first room that you're in, a very long one, as you can see on screen, uh, with a, a number of sets of doors. There's um, door here and uh, another one further here, one at the very far end, another single door here, uh, a set of double doors here, and we'll come to those in a second, and then the remains of some doors here covered up by a rock pile. Um, all kinds of detritus and rubbish and and um, all manner of of, of of things in this room, um, but clearly uh, it's been badly affected by parts of the ceiling coming down. You can see it there, and and here. Investigating this chamber a, a bit further, um, some of the party noticed that there was um, some strange. Um, it's stopped now, but there's some strange almost like singing or, or musical sounds coming from from the ends uh down down in this direction um and it, it it was very cool down there which was unusual because elsewhere in this complex you haven't felt the players uh, so the, the the party hasn't felt anything They're hot nor cold nor hungry nor tired nor thirsty um but for the first time they had the sensation of coolness um they elected not to go that way and instead uh, since Nicholas's whispering, which is a small, if you can see on screen, a tiny ball of energy, which Nicholas can see and interact uh, through the world through, um, down this this hallway. Now, this these set of doors here. Uh, these set of doors are actually, whoops, are actually closed. I'm not going to close them. They're closed at the bottom. Um, but the bottom sorry they're closed at the top but the bottom half has been smashed inwards completely destroyed and with the the remains of the door coming into the room that you're in into the chamber that you're in um sending the whispering all the way down uh it discovered uh what appeared to be some kind of um uh tunnel or, or something heading off in that direction some alcoves here 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 and these strange and you can see them here on screen these strange kind of almost like chrysalis or um or uh cocoons or something and one of them at least this one here has wriggled and it, it caught methane's attention down here too there's a door here into this area here there's a another long chamber not quite as long as the one that you're in um with a door at the end, and with two uh, two statues either um, either side of the, of this doorway. Now this is all being relayed by Nicholas back to back to the um, to the other characters. Um, Nicholas has been quietly narrating what he saw. Coming into this room here, a very very large room with lots of workstations and forges and, and various other other things. There was a big statue there as well, um, and the whistling saw it was up quite high it did notice two fresh bodies uh, over here unusual because all the other remains that you've seen here are typically have all been skeletons um and these these two individuals look as though they're um yeah they look like the two people that are unconscious 
critically in the middle and you saw um as i as i moved the camera over there was this gigantic hideous colossal worm thing and you can see it uh in the chat if i scroll up a little bit in the chat there's an image of it right there this thing here on screen absolutely massive loathsome thing 35 foot in length uh, with these strange kind of um, feelers or legs or, or something spiked implements underneath it, um, and it, it looks as though it's uh, it, it looks as though at first glance when Nicholas saw it, uh, it was dead. Um, it looked like it was uh, incapacitated. And oops, you couldn't actually see that in the chat. Hang on, to a view and see it. There we go. Um, you can see it now in the chat. Um, <clears throat> Uh, so Nicholas was was pretty convinced that um, this this creature was was in fact dead. Uh, however, just at the very last second, um, Whistling caught a, a hint of movement. One of these horrible legs on this thing uh, just caught the slightest glimpse of it moving, and then it made a noise. Um, Nicholas hurriedly withdrew the whispering, informing you all of what he saw. Uh, and just as you, as the characters were making plans about what to do next, um, the two archers, uh, Tanya and um, uh, Mithan, with their bows, trained down this uh, length of the of this corridor, um, said the words that you're all dreading: "It's coming." And indeed, this hideous worm thing has started its crawl towards you. It's not hurrying. It's going at about a, a walking pace, making these strange kind of noises as it comes down towards you. Um, it's going, at, as I say, at about walking pace, and it has allowed the archers to, to loose off a couple of um, arrows each, and also for um, the weather mage, Keros, to blast it with some uh, some ice magic, but yet this thing is coming on. Um, took two rounds to travel this distance. It's right at the door now, um, at least for those that can see it. Uh, that's where we're about to start the game. Are there any qualifying questions? Anything I've missed? Anything that people want to know before we start? Um, just in the chat, Chris, I think. Um I noticed, I think if everyone's in agreement, I think that's where we, in the chat, was where we ended up standing. Uh, I don't think what we got there is quite where we left it, but um, in terms of positions, but obviously anyone else can say they're not there, but I think that's where we left it. Okay. Uh, so either side of the door and then behind, uh, a group behind the statue, but um, over to the others on that. Okay. Why don't, why don't we, great, thank you. Why don't we, um, as each so I'm happy to move the characters where appropriate. So um, if, if you're, you've, you've had two rounds, you've had 20 seconds to move um, or to position yourself where you want to, I'm very happy to position characters where, where you wish to on your turn. Well, actually, no, let's do that before the round starts. Good point. Let's, so actually, let's just go around each character. Keros, is this where you were? That's where I had you last, but are you happy to be... I think I was kind of there. Cool. Uh, yeah, that's fine. Yep. Uh, Mithan? Uh, yeah, she was. Um, she would have wanted to have been back 
behind the statue more. Yep. But um, also, question was that. <laughs> um, sorry, Mason. Um, I was playing her at the end there, and her bowstring broke. It did. Um, and so the thing said, six. Uh, you lose six rounds while restringing the bow, or two rounds while drawing a new weapon. We decided it was two rounds to draw a weapon. Her sword and shield was okay. But can she move during those two rounds is another question. I'm going to say no. I'm going to say she's kind of a bit conf confused and a bit um, confuddled. So, yeah, I'm going to go no on that. I'm sorry, Pete. No, no, no worries. So she's out of action, I think, for one more round, this round, this first round, because uh, she got one arrow off, then the bowstring broke, and then she'd have a second round to, to try to compose herself. Awesome. Thank you. Yep. Great. Hang on, I'll just adjust that for Mithan. Uh, there you go. Uh, great. So, moving to Nicholas. Ah, uh, he yeah, he broke from that formation, and he was he did want to be over by the door. So where he is now is okay. Correct. Yep. Great. Cool. Uh, we had Jadar here. Yep. Happy there. Cool. Um, yep. Now, Gray, you were kindly being played by um, by Anthony last time. Um, mm -hmm. We had you there. Is that is that okay for you? He had his axe and shield out, um, but I'm happy for you to, to for him to be moved wherever you wish. Uh, no, I think he'd be wanting to be up there chopping chopping away. Okay. Cool. And just as a side, uh, Aiden, um, I'd quickly message you, but um, he uh, casts shield spell, so he's got a magic shield up as well. Nice. Uh, righty ho, Graham. Uh, Severin is nearest the door, on to the right of it. So he's uh, he's been preparing that adrenal strength thing yes. there. Yeah, yep. And then Etienne is the next, giving uh, Severin room to swing. He'll be next in line. And then, uh, yeah, and then Nyathanol behind that. She was looking down the corridor just to get a sense of the the the, the corridor that, that was coming down, but now she's moved off to the side. So about where she is, yeah. Well, the, yeah. Okay. Yeah, cool. Yeah, that's and, cool. Excellent. Thank you. And then lastly, Eskel. Uh, sorry, it's a bit rainy for me. Uh, where is he? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He could move to the left slightly. Tell me where. Oh, back, back. Yep. Up there? No, 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 you were too fast. So, uh, yeah, so with, with the party in between, can't see that. It could be Severin on the right. There. Yeah, there. Yeah. Right. Okay, cool. Done. Excellent. Thank you very much. I think that's everyone. It is everyone. Very good. Uh, any other questions? Any other qualifying questions? Anything else we need to order? Um, I, I would say if, if, if that, depending on how long we've been in that position, it, uh, if if we've been in that position and Severin had had a chance to talk, he would have suggested that perhaps we would be better trying to surround it rather than all attack it from the same side. Uh, just just a comment for those who were um, thinking about, yeah, anyway, that would be his comment. Okay, sure thing. Very good. Uh, anything else, guys? Very good. Let's start the game. I was going to say, um, 
not sure if we said it last session, but Ascot has his cutlass out. Yes, no, I assume that. Yeah. I assume that people, so people are prepped and, and ready as much as they can be. And we are off. We're straight into the action. And first to act is Nathanel. Nathanel, what do you do? So she's been preparing for some mm -hmm. time. Mm -hmm. uh, and so she'd like to sort of gesticulate and make some strange noises and cast a spell. Go for it. Ninety-three. Ninety-three. Uh, what's a spell? So, um, the spell is um, her uh, mind, sorry, <clears throat> let's get this right, um, where's it gone? Minor Long Door. Mm -hmm. uh, and she'd like to, uh, having sort of checked out the, the corridor, uh, um, she would like to teleport down it, so she teleports beyond the worm. Okay. Makes sense. Cool. What's the range? 50 foot. 50 foot? Sure thing. Uh, so, whoops. She is here. Why is that not going right? Alright, close enough. So that's approximately... Can't really see that. It's about 50 foot there. So somewhere kind of here-ish. Yeah, in the middle of the corridor. So, boom. About what there? Yep, yep. Brilliant. Cool. Um, so and this... Is in, does she have anything left of a turn, or has she got 10% or...? Uh, yep, so casting a spell is 75%, so she has 25% left. Uh, she would just obviously like to get her bearings, and then sort of... Um, move with the remainder so she's sort of within the striking distance of the it, uh, actually is there a thing to be gained in her starting to prepare even though she can't get a full round of preparation in not really is there no, no. so I think she'll just um, move forward and in against and into the shadow of the, of the wall but, but close enough that she could strike at the creature if, if it remains roughly where it is or it moves forward a bit cool could you give me a um uh um, yeah, a perception check, really, just to kind of collect her thoughts. This is unmasked, yeah. just to basically see if she's discombobulated, doesn't know what's going on. Seven. Seven. She's discombobulated. Yeah, look, I'm, I'm going to say with with that role, uh, oh, get, um, what's, her, what's her perception? Uh, it's quite good. Um, it's plus 75. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, I don't, I'm not going to say she's at a huge minus or anything, but I, I think with such even such a low roll, despite her skill, she's just a bit, you know, a bit dazed when she's arrived. So she kind of collects her thoughts for a second and stands there, so she doesn't get to move the remainder of, remainder of her turn. All right, next up, uh, Jada. Uh, Jada, I really can't do anything. She just uh, remain in a defensive position. Okay. 
Yep. Okay, cool. Yep, just to wait to see what, what happens, really. Sure thing. Keros. You are... Keros, just to give you a sense of what you... How much you can or can't see. Um, now, the remember, the doors are clo closed at the top, open at the bottom. So you can probably see a bit of this thing... Uh, through the, the the bottom of the open doors, and it is literally just at the threshold. What do you do? Mm, she's going to throw an ice bolt at it. She is. Okay, give me a roll. Yep. Now she had twenty one power points left, so do do please keep track yes. of this. Yep, go for it. Okay. Seventeen. Ooh. Plus. <laughs> 87. 17 plus 87. The range is... Um, oh, it's 10 foot. It's under 10 foot. How about that? So you do get a bonus. And she's obviously waving arms and yelling and... Yep. And extra points there. Would, yeah. Yep. So... Should be going. Uh, 15 for that. Um... So not a not a great roll, um, and I am going to give this thing uh, partial cover. No, no, you can. Yeah, I'll give it. A, I'll give it um, a little bit of cover because it's you know you can see part of it through the doorway, but not not a lot of it through the doorway. Unlike you were last time, but but still, um, even with not a, a particularly not a particularly amazing roll. Um, that spell goes off, and it hits. Yeah. Wham! Uh, eight in a C impact critical. It's a large creature crit. Roll the large creature crit, please. Remember, these rolls are open-ended. So, um, because it's a large creature, it's unlikely you'll do a lot of damage. But, if you roll really well, you could kill it in one shot. Give me a roll, please. 45. 45. Unfortunately... That ain't gonna do it. Okay. So you do it another. Forty-five. You do it another eighteen hits. Um. And uh, you know, it kind of it shudders, and and clearly, um, it really doesn't doesn't like that at all. Makes this horrible noise, expressing its displeasure being hit with an ice bolt. But that's it, Keros. Uh, next up is Gray. Gray, what are you doing? Hey, um, can he? He can, he's got a pretty good line of sight to it, doesn't he? Yeah, right there. Um, oh, bang. I was wondering if uh, maybe you might try and cast a sleep spell on it. Yeah, sure thing. Creature. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, okay, cool. Um, he's, you know, he's gesticulating, he's mm -hmm. having a little sing, he's, <laughs> yeah, getting right into it. Um, now, did he... Yep, go for it. Oh, because at the start, we were, everyone's kind of, like, prepared and ready, I guess, but... 
he pre prepared. I'm going to defer to the person that was playing him. Yes, people were prepared yep. with weapons, but prepared, uh, okay. and cast, prepared and cast shield, correct, uh, Anthony? Yeah, yeah, he did shield in anticipation, but he hadn't done anything uh, post that. Cool. Yes, He's so, just going to go for it. Going to go for it? Cool. Go. Yeah. Give me a roll. That's, Ooh, a, that's the spirit. 40, 47. 47. So 47. Mm-hmm. 47 minus 30, because you didn't prepare. Uh, however, however, um, yeah, uh, what's your level, please? Uh, I think it's just gone up, so level 7. Uh, once he sleeps, I'm afraid. So he got that. Oh no, he got that for the previous one. You're right. You're right. So level seven. I will give you that. Nice. Um, the skin of your teeth. That was not a spell failure. That was really close. Really, really close. Uh, it needs to. Okay, so you're that level, and it's that level. Um. So uh, the spell. Um. Kind of, how would this spell spell sound? I, I think it's an arcane spell. Goes off. That might be a little bit loud, a bit dramatic, perhaps for a, uh, a sleep spell. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe. Maybe some twinkly lights. Like the eagle. Maybe, maybe that's a bit better. There we go. Um, like the eagle. Uh, nothing happens, I'm afraid. Ah, uh, worth a shot. Worth a shot. Sure. Uh, what does he do with his remaining twenty-five percent? Um, I guess he'd just he'd be uh, he'd be kind of braced for any kind of movement from it, and probably it'd be edging slightly closer just mm -hmm. so that he's on that side when it comes through. Okay, sure thing. Uh, Askel, uh, how far away is it? Sorry, from Askel, it is ten foot away. It's almost within spitting distance. It's horribly close. It stinks. It is repulsive. It is horrible. This thing is nasty. Right. Um, he's going to prepare a spell, but should he do? Does he need to do transcend armor first before preparing, or just prepare and then? What? So transcend armor takes place the, the round the spell is cast. Okay. Cool. He's going to start preparing this round. Done. 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 Uh. Etienne. Um, Etienne has also been preparing for some time now, um, and he would like to t cast. Preparing for two rounds. Give me a roll. Was it just two? Uh, okay. Well, um, there was two rounds oh, when, this, when this thing started coming along. Oh, that's you. right. Yeah, no, would yep. have been that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So making noises, you know, mm -hmm. or flinging his arms around. Mm -hmm. Thirty-four. 34 uh, plus 15 um, and what level is he please I oh, should yes he is 7th um, isn't he 6th um, sorry 6th that's a really good point I'm not sure now I think about it I'm not sure if semi spell users get their base spells 
anyway we've, we've been playing it so far so seventh okay uh cool the spell goes off uh, what happens Master holds forth his holy symbol, mm -hmm. which is his sword. Which is his sword. Yep. And any supernatural enemies of his faith, such as undead, yep, must make an RR or be repulsed from the sight of the symbol. Yes. They will be unable to get within the radius for the duration that's called symbol repulsion. Uh, the range is is tight though. It's a ten foot radius. Yeah, I'll give you that. Uh, yep. And um, he can hold that for one round per level. Cool. So it's that level. Your seventh. Yeah. Cool. Come on, come on, come on. Start praying. So it has to roll. Uh, just for dramatic effect, uh, it has to roll a sixty-nine or better to avoid fleeing. Exclamation mark. R D one hundred. <laughs> drum roll drum roll that was terrible uh, exclamation mark uh, d100 there we go 69 or better and it succeeds 33 um, so this is so Etienne you stride forwards with actually probably need a better description we need some kind of holy do we have some kind of holy no, don't. Oh, 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 I've got some. I've got some words if you want them. Yeah, give me some words, please. Uh, obviously, he's never really lost for them. Um, let's have a little uh, little riff here. So um, Etienne steps forward, holds up his uh, sword, steps forward, waves his arms around, does his does his thing, and says. Um, Do we allow the living to violate the sanctity of life with impunity? We do not. Do we stand while profane desecrate everything we hold good and true? We will not. Will we permit those who suck every life force from our hearts and the right to exist a second longer in this fair world? We shall not. Join with me now. Trample. Burn this abomination. Tear away the enchantment from these lifeless husks. Teach the world that a malediction attends those who violate the territory of our heart to unclouded glory for love, for peace. Yay! <laughs> Crowd goes wild at that. Excellent. So, Etienne, you stride forward. You, you pronounce this, waving your sword, and this thing has an immediate, immediate reaction to it. It, it, it turns, and it, 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 it hasn't been moving. Uh, it hasn't been moving fast, as described. It's been kind of plodding along at walking rate. Um, but all of a sudden. It really wants to get away from you and this horrible, horrible light that you're holding in your hand. And it, it flips. And I'm a little bit nervous about unlocking it because I think it might go everywhere. But let's see. No, yes, it, might, it does. It flips. It turns. And it basically somersaults. It goes up on its on its haunches. If it's... No, that's, that's the wrong haunches. It goes up like this. And kind of loops over... And the sickening effect spins round, and suddenly, Tanya, you're facing this thing, uh, and it's right in front of you. Oh, it moves quick, then. 
How, how, what's its, what's its uh, rate? Why is that doing that? Okay. Now, guys, having issues with my worm. Just one second. Just one second. There we go. That's what I wanted. Here we go. Right, coming back to you now. So it flips, it turns around and spins, and on its turn it will uh, it will act. But it's it's spun around and, and clearly is not like this. Now facing the other way. Down on the corridor. Nice work, Etienne. Um, Mithun. Yeah, Mithun, you've been, you've seen this. Your, oh, sorry, um, Etienne, you had twenty-five percent left to act. What do you do? Uh, I think he would go forward um, with his sword and okay. follow it. Okay. Uh, how? So he's got twenty kind of turned and is about here um it would be within striking distance and obviously not this round because you've acted but you could get up to basically its tail if you wish yeah okay so in through the door oops to about there go cool. uh you've just seen this happen you've seen this thing kind of loop the loop around and um and quite fast very fast and is now facing the other way i'm heading back down the corridor from where it went it came etienne um after casting uh, his enchantment has moved forwards what do you do does she still need to ah she does Draw she, her weapons. Yes, she does. Sorry, she's okay. out of action this round. No, that's fine. She'd, she'd keep doing that. She'd keep doing that. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Nicholas. Now, Nicholas, fair to say you're both the light keeper. I'm assuming you're the only one with the light. Um, yeah, you'd have mm. to be. Um, you're unaware of what's happened, obviously, down the corridor, but you have seen Etienne move through into the doorway. Ah, uh, cool. He would be looking through the whispering's eyes. Hmm? Um, so I suppose he would see that through the whispering's eyes. Yep. Yep. And he's going to attack the attack it from behind with the whispering. Okay. <laughs> Give me a roll. Jesus. <laughs> One. One. This thing does. We decided could it fumble. Didn't before. We? Yes, it, it has. has. Give me a fumble roll, please. Inside it was like a punch to its face. Right. Oh, with a 14. Okay. 14. I don't think you're in too much too much threat there. Um, yeah. Just basically, just uh, he, he gets so excited about what he's just seen, gets excited, and nothing really happens. No no particular early effects. It kind of stalls as it happens. Sure. He'll just, he'll just say, oh, nice move, Etienne. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, so this thing has um, twisted itself ar around, 
Uh, I mean, it's kind of doing it as part of its action. It's, it's spun around. Um, it's taken a second or two to get its bearings. Kind of, it, it, it kind of did this thing of flipping itself, and as I say, it flipped fast. Um, it takes a second or two to reorientate itself, and then Neathanal. It, you see to your horror, it opens up its mouth, and there's this horrible noise, and this massive long tongue just oh, come, no. comes out and splats straight into Neathanal, or, okay. attem or attempts to. That didn't quite work out, did it? <laughs> I didn't think it would be that quick. Best laid plans. Um, Neathanal's DB. Uh, I doubt she'd have a shield out, but you'll call ultimately. Oh, God, yeah. Okay. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, she's, uh, she's a weapon and shield out for sure. Okay, okay. sure thing. Uh,. Um, amazing, absolutely amazing. Uh, so, so this this horrible creature um, splats out with its tongue, uh, and split second reactions from Neathanal. Like she, she's just landed, she's just teleported. It's taken a second or two to kind of get her bearings. Um, and then this thing has just flipped around in the corridor. It hasn't moved towards her, um, but its massive elongated tongue has just lashed out. Um, and it's all that Neathanel can do to just bat it aside with her shield. It was actually the shield that saved her. Um, and this kind of slimy goo is coated her shield. Um, but she manages to be unaffected. Could I, would I estimate how long the tongue was? Uh... You don't know. Long. Uh, Severin. Uh, well, he's been preparing his strength thing. Um, so he, he'd like to kind of launch into that um, down the corridor and take a swipe. Okay. So uh, adrenal, what's it? Yep, give me, uh, tell me how it works again, please. It's 101. This skill. Yep, go for it. This skill gives the character a plus 10 bonus on his offensive bonus and doubles the number of concussion points that delivers. At the end of the preparation round, the character rolls a 1d100, adds applicable bonuses from table 7.14, yep. and adds his skill rank. Cool. A roll of 101 indicates success. Cool. Go for it. Ah, excellent luck. Seven. Seven. What's his what's his bonus? Bugger. Good, but I don't know if it's that good. Um, adrenal strength plus sixty eight. It's good, but it ain't one hundred and one good. I'm afraid it isn't. No. No. Uh, he can still move and he can still attack. However. Yeah. So he'll do an all-in uh, attack on the thing's tail. Oh. Uh, oh, just one, th sorry, just one thing, and I should have asked Etienne to do this too. The doors are half. So okay. Etienne actually 
probably couldn't have got through. He could be in the process of ducking under them. I'll have to ask the same for Severin, a manoeuvre for him to come through. Um, I'll say, you know, it's they're quite tall doors, so it's not like a, it's not like he's crawling or anything, but he will definitely have to stoop to get under them. Um, it's not a difficult manoeuvre, but the fact that he's doing it in 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 the in a, in a situation where there's tension, where there's um, a risk of failure, I am going to ask for a moving manoeuvre. Uh, so I'd say that would be uh, probably a 30% action for him to kind of duck under the doors, avoid Etienne, duck under the doors, and then attack with his remaining 70. And he's moved a little bit as well, so attack with the remaining 60. Um, and I would say the manoeuvre itself is... Here we go. Um, yeah, not particularly challenging. It's, uh, it's a light manoeuvre, all or nothing. 64. 64, sure thing. Uh, now, he doesn't get either a bonus or a minus because he's uh, he's fully trained in armor, I, I think. Um, you and I have to have a co separate conversation about armor, but let's go with plus zero at the moment. So let's go just simply at 64. Um, yeah, very likely he'll do this. Uh, 80 or under, and he's good. Just duck under the doors. 20. 20, he's good. So... You get get through the, the broken doors. You're now standing next to or behind this thing. Uh, you've got an attack with 60% of your action. Go for it. And it's a rear attack. Go, please. 82. 82. Thank you. Plus. 60% uh, of 147. Yes. Uh, you want me to work that out? Hang yes, please. On. Yes, please. Did you say 82 was the roll? Yeah. Wow. That's plus 88. Oh, 88. Great. Thank you. Yeah. Brilliant. Oh, oh, and the rear, of course. Yes, got that. Got that. Um, wham. Uh, a colossal... Bump that up a little bit. Uh, a colossal 21 hits in an E. This is a large creature crits. Roll the E, please. Uh, go for it. And it's a magic weapon, correct? Uh, it is, yes. Uh, and the second E as well. Yes, that's right. Go for it. 92. 92. That is a good, good roll. Um, yeah, you smash it really hard. Uh... Add plus 20 to your next attack. Uh, and you've definitely... The, 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 the impact of the sword has um, s smashed a bit of its side out. It, you know, it looks like you've damaged it, for sure. Um, it's, yeah, definitely not operating as it should. Um, so another five hits. Okay. Uh, hang on a sec. Five hits, yep, cool. And then the Ecrit. Fifty-four. Fifty-four. Bang. Fifty-four. Uh, on magic. Um, bang. Another twenty-five hits.
Um, Severin, you power through the door, you smash this thing from behind. Definitely that first, um, yeah, that first smash with the sword, it's damaged something. It's like part, um, uh, a, a section of this creature has kind of got caved in. One of its its legs, its its claws, its whatever it is, is damaged. Um, it has many of them, admittedly, but you've you've definitely done some damage with that swing. Nice work. Uh, Tanya. Um, can she move and fire? Would she get a shot, clear shot, if she could? No. Depends if she's wanting uh, to hit the creature or Severin or Etienne. Neither. Uh, well, no, the creature. No. Uh, but neither Severin or Etienne. Uh, in that case, she will move forward, go under the door, and set up a firing. Uh, press herself against the side wall so uh, giving a, herself an angle on the tail that wouldn't where where she can shoot it without hitting the other two does that make sense it it, it does whether that I, I think it unlikely for her to be able to gain such position because the others are obviously dancing and fighting uh in front of her but she can certainly move um, uh, i suppose i'm thinking of the alcove there um whether she could duck into that and fire laterally at it she doesn't know the alcove's there of course but um Oh, she had a look down there, didn't she? Uh, oh, good point. Yeah, no, she did. Okay. Uh, so, firstly, um, get her up under the door. Yes. So, what's that? It's like, it's very close. It's 10 foot. So, could you give me... Um, yeah, it was the same for Severin. So, uh, it was a light maneuver to get un um, under the door. 41. 41. Cool. Uh, and her movement and armor? Is, 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 is... She wears soft leather. Yep. Plus 20. Oh. Uh, exactly the same result with Severin. 80% chance of doing it. 80 or under and she's fine. 36. 36. Yep. She is good. Um, so yep, she comes in here and sets herself up uh, about here. Yeah, I mean, if pressed against the, if the tail is extended uh, beyond that alcove, she'll go right up against the wall of the alcove. You know, just try to get out as much out of the way as possible. Sure, if that makes sense. Yep, yep, cool. So kind of Thanks. up to there. Cool, done. And that obviously lines up a shot for next time. Yep. Sure. Uh. uh oh, that's the end of the round. Time for me to mention it's five past eight. How does it get to five past eight so quickly? Uh, Pete, we're going to play on for another round, and then we're going to come back to it. But thank you. At the end of this round, definitely. Thank you. Nathanel, uh, you are first up again. This thing has just tried to slime you with its tongue. Uh, you find yourself here amongst these other uh, cocoons. What do you do? Uh, she's going to run away. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, so she's got to run back through the door. Those doors, I mean, are they... She'll take a quick view on how heavy they are and whether it would be worth her while stopping to close. I'm guessing not. Uh, so she will just run into the other room uh, as far away from the creature as possible. Okay. Could you give me, uh, like, a just a routine maneuver just to make sure she doesn't trip over her feet, please? 26. 26. She is fine. 
Um, she can run up to double her, her pace this round. She comes through here. Uh, she is operating at the very, very, very bare... The ve so, just to give you a sense, um, that's what she can see. Okay. So, so um, like, just, uh, out of interest, did, does um, Severin's sword has obviously got a beam of light firing out of it? Does that help any? Oh, uh, not obviously at all. I've, I'd forgotten that. Uh, doesn't go out with the light, with the with the attack. Uh, no, I don't think so. Um, it doesn't mention it. I, I can I can't remember how many rounds, but uh, I can just look that up in a second. But it's certainly it would be a light because it hasn't been a light for that long. Okay. Okay, I'd forgotten that. So in that case, uh, no. I'll, I'll I'll work out. Hang on, I'll, yeah. I'll work out the rounds. Yeah. Yep. Projected, projected light spell is ten minutes per level. Okay. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. All right. Uh, in that case, for, I had totally forgotten that. So thank you. So actually, um, Nicholas, you're not the only uh, source of light. Severance sword. Admittedly, it's waving all over the place, and it's pretty yeah. hard to see. Um, so I will ask for her perception of her to give a perception roll. She's had part of this area described to her by Nicholas, but of course she hasn't seen it. Uh, where does she, yeah, where does she where does she go? Uh, obviously she's not going to run. If she can't see ahead, she would slow to control her. You know, she's not going to run slam into a wall or anything if she right. can't see ahead of us. But um, she would run forwards through those doors. Okay. Down the stairs. Yeah, I mean she's described. There's a big room. Yes, in here. So. Uh, and then, um, oh, sorry. Run and, and then, if those doors are, do they? Which way do those doors open? Uh, the, there are doors back here. Oh yeah. Um, they open outwards. As, inwards. As they, as you see on the map. Oh yeah. I could, sorry, it's a bit blurred. Um. Uh, yeah, I think she'll just sort of duck around the corner. Um. How much? Uh, I sp Yeah, she can't really prepare now. She's moved, can she? Uh, in that case, um, she'll move as far as she can, as far as she can see, and then she'll edge her way forward into the room. And if she finds a bit of furniture to hide behind, she'll do that. Okay. Could you give me a... Because there is some light from behind you, but it's this flickering... Imagine somebody holding a, a torch or a flashlight and kind of waving yeah. it around. Um, she kind of catches glimpses of, of light. Give me a give me a. We won't make okay. this mast. Um, just give Sorry me a straight interrupt. One. I just remembered actually this whispling's also got light on it. Uh, where is the whispling? Actually, sorry, sorry to interrupt. The whispling's back further in its light. Well, it had ten foot sphere of light. Okay, there'll be some light, and she is Elvin, so her, her, her vision is better. But I'm still going to ask for an unmasked just to kind of see what she can see, basically. Give me a roll, please, Grant. Six, but she's got a good plus. Plus 75. Okay. She really doesn't see much. The, the, the light's dancing down here, this horrible thing's creeping towards her you can hear the sound of it uh she she rushes into into this room she finds a, a massive not massive a, a decent side kind of anvil here um and plonks herself there actually i'm just going to borrow nicholas for a minute so he's got the you have the power nicholas not that you know it but you have where are you there you go power to reveal things so we'll do 
Is there anything bigger than that? Yep, just coming. Uh, let, let's just, that's the first thing she sees, and that's what she ducks in behind. Oh, well, I mean, she's no, looking for something bigger. That, that's what she gets. That's what she, she ducks in behind. So, um... That's what she sees. Here we go. And, uh, I mean... Uh, Obviously, she's trying to get away, so she'd rather go to the side rather than stay in the front, if that makes sense. Yep. Cool. Yep, yep. She can't see anything, and that's that's where she's she's rushed in. She's found something to get behind, and she's ducked down. <laughs> Next actor is... Jada. All right. Um... She's, I think, yeah, she's still going to hang back with the main main bulk of the group. Yeah. Okay, I think cool. Just, just to be action. Alrighty. Cool, cool. Next up, Askel. Right, uh, he is... Uh, uh, is it um, a full round, full um, percentage if he's preparing a spell, or can he move as well? So, uh, so preparing is ninety percent action, and you can, you've got so you've got ten afterwards, ten percent afterwards. Okay. Yep. Oh yeah. Uh, so he prepare for a second round, um, and then use the remaining ten percent to move forward. Cool. Okay. So kind of inches his way closer up to the door, about there. Yep. Yep. Uh, next up, Etienne. Etienne, you've just seen Severin come up beside you. Uh, he's walloped this thing. He's hit it pretty hard. Um, you've you've caught a glimpse of Tanya ducking in beside, and has come into this alcove. Um, this creature is now facing the other way, uh, desperate to get away from the symbol that you're holding. What do you do? Whack it with it. Whack it with it. Wallop it. It's a it's, it's a it's a <laughs> tried and tested plan. Excellent. Uh, is this a slang weapon? Uh, it is not. Okay, give me a roll. Now he's got negative. 20 because he is using it in his offhand because for those viewers yes. that haven't seen unfortunately Etienne has has not had a great great time and lost his hand recently go for it yeah it is it is magic but it's uh not holy but it is a it is a holy it's his holy weapon but it's not magic i don't know if that makes any difference it's his holy symbol so anyway it's holy okay yep got it go for it crap though 13 um seen uh, it is a rear attack. Um, oops. Plus 117. Cool. Uh, does that have any... I don't know, I'm just trying to... Does it make any difference for this holy holy thing? Any holy is this holy symbol? Um, I don't know. Anyway. Just yeah, the, yeah. No, no, no. So there is a category... In, in the game, so you know how I've described um, for large creature crits, you can either have a a normal weapon, a magical weapon, a mithril weapon, a holy weapon, or a slaying weapon. Right. Uh, um, however, holy arms is specifically, it is kind of a separate thing. It's like... I'm going to say, oh, let's go with magical, I think, at this stage. Yeah. All right. Uh, you did it a crit. Eight. Cool. 
8 and an A. Roll the A, please. Three. Three. Um, do you want the good news or the bad, <laughs> the good or the bad news? Uh, the bad news. Bad news. Done. Uh, the bad news is that you fumble your weapon and you've got to parry next round, so you're out of action next round. The the good news is um, you do it 15 hits. Well, has he got anything, if he's got anything left, he'll get out of the way. Okay, he doesn't, unfortunately. He's parrying. Okay. He's juggling yep. for the remainder. Right. Um, so he is out of action round let's bury one round uh bang next up is gray so gray you've certain seen this thing turn turn tail literally flip and start going down the corridor um what do you do um i think he'd charge well not carefully charge after it <laughs> <laughs> okay um yeah i think he'd want to follow Etienne's rule uh, um, and, and give it a little stab as well. We stabby stab. Yep. Yeah, we stabby stab. Probably going to say you'd be... Oops, it is getting a tad crowded in here. So Ooh. Etienne to one side, Severin to the other. Grey would be the last person to be able to get in to get in a melee position. Um, again, again, Gray, can you give me a, a light maneuver to kind of duck down under the um, uh, under these half broken doors? Yep. Sixty one. Six six one. Yep. Excellent. And what's his agility, please? Plus. His agility is plus twenty. Nice. Cool. Nice and quick. Yeah. Doesn't even need to roll. Yeah, he's fine. Um, so he, without even thinking about it, he's very skillful, very graceful, just nips under the doors. Um, distance is a matter of about 20, whoops. Yeah, about 20 foot. And considering you had to duck, so I'd give you, um, give you a plus... I'll give you 70% of your of your attack on this thing. Give me okay. a roll. Give me a roll, um, can he Can he use like 50% for attack and then 20% just in case for a parry? Yeah, absolutely you can. Yeah, you bet. Cool. Great. Uh, okay. So his attack is... 64. 64, cool. And I've got his... Um, his... Uh, hand axe at 99. Does that sound about right? Uh, ooh, ooh. Pretty sure that's it. I'm pretty sure you're right too. Oh, where are you, hand axe? Yeah, plus 99. Cool. Um, Gray, you, you hit it, but it, it, it's a glancing shot. You do it for four hits. That's it. Okay. Chunk. Just a. Take that. Take, take that. Well, do we have a sound effect? Do we have a sound effect? Yeah. Probably a little bit over over dramatic, but do we have an axe? <laughs> there we go. Yeah, there we 
go. Close there enough. Close enough. Nice. Nice. Uh, Nicholas. So Nicholas, you're you're seeing this this happening. What are you doing? <laughs> Gonna try and not fumble when an attacks this time. Alrighty, go for it. Please. Pasted a whole lot of stuff about holy weapons in instead of my roll. Um, Forty-seven plus ninety. Uh, two and an A. Roll the A, please. Eighty-five. Could just me. Um. Another twenty-two hits on this thing. Every bit counts. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Twenty-two hits to a human being—that would be a massive amount of damage. You know that—that that would have hurt. Um, it was well. Well, I—I I don't know. Maybe it's reduced. It, it is a small. Uh, small. Yes. Good point. So, yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so yes, it would have. That was. So it only did it two hits on the. Yeah, good point. Maybe I should have reduced the crit. Anyway, I didn't. You're lucky. Uh, Keros, what are you doing? Um, well, I can't go in, can I? You can join the queue. <laughs> well, um, what, what can I see if I'm if I'm just looking there? Sorry. So the the door is. Uh, oops. Was. Oh, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> the door's half closed. There's a door there, uh, half <laughs> half open, half closed. Uh, I'm going to do that and see. Hopefully, it'll come back. There we go. Um, so the top half is closed. The bottom half is is smashed open. Uh, Askel's uh, kind of at the doorway. You've just seen Gray rush in, and there's been this kind of flacking noise from um, from beyond. Yeah, what do you do? Um, I'd like to move closer for a look, but I'm guessing I can't get a shot off okay. with everyone else in there, so I'll probably... I don't want to block the doorway okay. in case people come rushing out, but just so I can just see a bit better and... Okay, so like peer peer, peer through? Peer, yeah, and just like prep. I'm not going in. Okay. I can't. Yep. So you see the the sturdy backs of both Grey, um, your former favor i don't know if he still is i don't know who do you fancy more gray or etienne i don't know tricky uh and and dad i.e severin um and severin's off to one side the other two are kind of directly in front of you uh and they're walloping this thing okay i'll just prepare and just wait i guess i'll call if i can't get in i'll just wait done uh tanya Um, if she can, she would like to loosen an arrow at the tail of this thing. She doesn't have a shot, I'm sorry. So, um, how can she improve that? Uh, she would have to go out. So, so in my head, you've got a, got a very closed space in there. You've got Severin here, hacking at it. You've got... Etienne and Grey here should have to go out round and shoot from round this side. Should have to go into the next bay, basically. And is that possible? 
uh, if she depends if she wanted to risk getting squished by this creature or as this creature go, goes past. Probably not. Um. Okay. Um. Well, she'll retain, remain in position and look for an opportunity when the Severin moves aside to shoot. Cool. Done. Uh, what's this thing do? Um, it moves... It really wants to get away from this horrible thing, uh, i.e. Etienne, and it moves still... Uh, certainly a, a lot faster than it was before. Not blindingly, blindingly fast, um, but but pretty damn quick. Uh, and it's it's basically just on the threshold of uh, of this room here. Let's see if we can go. There we go. And we'll turn this guy around a little bit. And you can hear its horrible legs kind of clacking on the stone. Uh, Mithun. How long... Oh, by the way, um, uh, back to Etienne and his enchantment. His undead enchantment. How long does that last for, please? Uh, it is... Similar repulsion. One round per level. One round per level. Okay, yep. Sixth. Yep, cool. So a full minute. Yep. Done. Cool. Uh, Mithun. What do you do, Mithun? Um, does she still need to prepare? Because I, st I mean, um, draw her. No, sword no, and shield. no. No, she, she's done. She is now. She now has a shield in her hand, sword in her hand. She's good to go. Yay. Um. <laughs> she can't it's quite a small space in between the doorway it's getting pretty crowded in there actually I would give yeah. I would give Tanya uh, actually I'd, I'd revert back to you. You, you your declaration of action was to wait until you got a shot so actually if you wanted to Tanya you could step out and take a shot oh that'd be great thanks yep, yeah. but, but mm. we've already started um, Mithar's yeah, turn but, yeah. but, but go for it yeah um so between you and the doorway, Mithana's uh, Askel, Keros is kind of peeping around from one side, um, but you you do have the strapping lads of, of uh, Severin here, uh, Etienne here, and where did Grey go? Where did Grey go? I don't know where Grey went. Grey is somewhere there as well. He's not riding the worm, is he? Sounds like a euphemism. Oh god, he is a beastmaster. He is. Severin's off to the side. <laughs> Where did? Oh, you... is, there, is there something further up that, co that corridor? Uh, there's a dead body. That's oh, it's a, oh, it's a, it's a crate. We've lost Gray. He didn't Help! Get, he didn't get hooked up on the worm figure, did he? He might have. Hang on, I might. Uh, I might just quickly take the map off for a second and actually track down where Gray is. Uh, there we go. We'll do that. I'll just do a little bit of secret squirrel GME stuff here. 
Oh, I can see him. He's uh, top right. <laughs> Thanks, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 how bizarre. Your figure has completely disappeared off the map. Uh, magic. Magic. No, I found him. I found him. I found him. Who was he? Uh, he was down the corridor a bit. In a, weird, oh. in a weird place. Got him. Um, cool. So, back to the map. See that? Yes, we can. Um, yeah. So, the three strapping lads in, in front. Oops, there's Grey there. Yeah, uh, Mithan, what are you doing? Um, I think she'd... I mean, she'd, she'd shuffle forwards shuffle should walk forwards mm -hmm. a little bit and i guess <laughs> join the line <laughs> take a number yep okay yeah uh don't forget keros is peering so she's not actually in the way she, her head's just kind of peeking she's probably more like this um there would be room for, if mithan wanted to to come in at the back of uh, um at the back here but up to you she's good she's all right. Ten enough for one day. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, so Tanya, you, you weren't able to get a, a, um, a shot before. The creature was in the way. Severin was in the way. There was a, a, a chance of you hitting your companions. The the, the creature has moved off. Um, you you you've got an opportunity action to take a shot. Uh, I'm not going to penalise you for stepping out and making a rear attack if you wish. Cool. Uh, she'd like to use another one of her flame arrows. Sure thing. It's Forty foot away. Give me a roll. Oh, good. 78. 78. Nice. And this is a rear attack. Uh, so 101 with a bow. Yep. And then the arrow is a plus 20. Um, firebolt. Yes. And I f I'm tr trying to remember... Uh, uh, since last session, I was trying to remember the rules on this. I think it was it was the same role as the the initial attack so you rolled a 78 for the the bow shot so the firebolt on this will be a 78 roll that makes sense cool yep uh wallop that does um a smack of damage uh so that's 11 in a uh, D heat. Roll the magic uh, large creature crit, please. DP. DP, right. 50. Uh oh. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. <laughs> I don't know. Does it count on crits? Is it every roll? Every single roll. Ugh. Nobody do anything. Keep still. <laughs> Uh, 29, okay. Um, uh, so you did another 18 hits. Um, and, uh, the flame attack on this thing is spells fire. Oomphah. Uh, 
and rolling that again. So Tanya on that creature. So 78. Uh, you're not, yeah, um, you do another 10 hits. Uh, that's it. Wham. Okay. Um, crunch. Next up is seven. Uh, would like to hit it again, please. Uh, so it is... It's 40 foot away, so he'd need to run to get to it. So he'll have a minus yep. on his attack. Sure. So give me a, just a routine running, please, just to make sure he doesn't trip. He's got his ever ready on. Yep. 77. 77. He's good with his running. Uh, jogs up behind this thing. Um, and oh, Sorry. Uh, he had a plus 20 to his next attack. He does. Great. Cool. Uh, give, and we'll come back to the 50 in a second. Um, actually, should roll that now. I'm sorry. We'll keep we'll keep that where he is. So remind me of the of that and roll what happens with the 50, please. One. One. Isn't it that? Isn't that nice? That wasn't your attack, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> Obits. I don't actually understand what that means. Let's just move on then, shall we? <laughs> Roll again, please. A down. Sorry. Is it? Is this down? No, it's just a just another roll. That one uh. just doesn't doesn't make sense. 73. Well, to be honest, none of them made sense. I mean, it's not... <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, I will ask... I'll ask... It happened a split second after after Severin, so we'll still keep that roll. But for everybody else, um, this wall here, all of a sudden, so down, you can see where the arrows are here, about 15 foot, just suddenly um, shimmers and shifts and um, appears as almost a mirror or some kind of window. And there's lights and explosions um, taking place somewhere beyond this window. The other really weird thing that happens is um, these long... How to describe it? These long almost strands of what almost look like tar or some kind of sticky substance comes out from this window or mirror that is is down the, these 15 these one two three um 
uh, part, well, 15 foot over those th three um, flagstones that you can see. So, so coming out of the of this mirror, and the mirror or the window or whatever you want to call it, is about 8 foot high and 15 foot long as described, and about 5 foot off the ground. What's really weird, if, if you look at the GM's camera, is you've got the wall here like this, but these strands of... almost like... you think for a second, for those that see it, Severin, you don't. You've, you've moved too fast and you're actually down behind the worm. But for the others that see it, almost like this um, liquid that's dripping out, but it's not dripping down as gravity would normally do, it's dripping out from the side. And these globules and these strange kind of strands of this black stuff drip out this way and whoops, come out from this wall and then kind of slowly spatter over like so many strands of perhaps a web or something like that. So you've got this, this mirror or this window up on one part of the wall. Behind it are these bright lights and, and strange movement and it looks like shapes or people or something are moving in behind it. And, and then these, these, these kind of tendrils or kind of drips of oil or something are coming out, but they're coming out at a, um, at a right angle. So they're not behaving like gravity would do, they're not dropping down. But they're heading over and they're kind of spattering against this wall. That happens a split second after Severin moved down, so we'll go on to Severin's roll. But certainly from what Tanya you can see, um, from what... Oops, I'll just... Uh, from Etienne, Tanya, and Grey. From one, two, three of these flagstones. There are just these weird strands of black stuff kind of just drifting off and kind of just spattering on the wall of this far wall. Um, very peculiar. Severin, you successfully ran up. Um, you've got plus 20 to the swing. You you have only 50% of your action, of course, your attack because you moved. Uh, give me an attack, please. A rear attack. 32. Two, uh, and what's half of his skill with the sword, please? Uh, half one four seven is seventy four. Oh, cool. And then the yeah, the plus twenty in the yeah, rear. Got it. Got it. Uh, smack. Um. Yeah, you hit it again really hard. Uh, 12 in a C. Roll the crit, please. Roll the two crits, I should say. Twenty-four. Mm-hmm. Twenty... And... Oh. Twenty-four. It's a magical weapon. Um, it's another ten. Another ten hits. Uh, Twenty-two. Yep. And then the the second grip, please. Fuck out. Fifty. Fifty. Another 
<laughs> Another 18. You're liking your 50s tonight. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wham. Um, Is it dead yet? No. <laughs> it's, no. it's taken a, a power load of damage. That was another 18 hits. Uh, let's roll your other 50, please, Graham. Give me a roll, please. 94. Let's hope it doesn't increase in severity. If it did, I'm going to claim a one back. <laughs> um, I don't know, Severin. Some, uh, yeah, can you join me in chat room one, please? Severance had enough. He's he's just absolutely. Uh, I don't know. There's something. Whatever reason, he's just going. No, I've, I've had enough. This isn't. This actually isn't real. I'm actually just dreaming. It's fine. I'm just dreaming. It's all good. Uh, I'm going to wake up, and I'm going to be on the beach in Manta, and it, it's it's just going to be fine. Can I please ask? You to make a um, B reasoning. What would you? What what stat would you say you'd use to snap out of a dream, or or to realise that it isn't a dream? A reasoning, an intuition. Reason? Is it self-discipline? I don't know. Intuition? I don't know. Yeah, could be loads. Could be. It could be loads. Uh. Uh, let's go with reasoning, please. Could you give me um, a, a reasoning a reasoning check? Um, so you need to roll a uh, hundred one or better. Oh, really? Fifty nine. Mm -hmm. What's his reasoning bonus? Seven. Seven. Um, seven. You, yeah. This is a dream, as far as you're concerned. This. Uh, yeah. This this isn't actually isn't actually real. So, can I ask you? And this is going to be tough for you to role play. So, putting on your your best role playing hat, can you please play as Severin would if he thought he was dreaming, and he'll get another chance to kind of snap out of it again. Um, but yeah. Uh, tough for you to decide how to play this, <laughs> but in Severin's in absolute um, in Severin's mind, he's he's convinced he's. Uh, so, a question, right? If you're in a dream, do you stop playing along with the dream? That's I, it. I mean, I, I don't know. Like, I mean, because just because you're in a dream doesn't mean you just give up, right? I, I, I don't. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. Um, so I do. So, but you could also do all kinds of things as well. You could also be reckless. You could also say, well, it's it's not real. So I'll go and, um, you know, 
uh, put a straw hat on the the big um, uh, the big no. worm thing or whatever. Uh, up up to you. Be creative. But but I think um, yeah. To be honest though, if I mean he just he's just a swordsman, isn't he? And he's got a sword in his hand. <laughs> you know why would he stop doing what he loves doing yeah, ultimately your call but an opportunity yeah. for some good role playing yeah, um, right. my, my suggestion is he might even think about or look at things a bit I don't know I'll leave it up to you but you, your call what you want to what you want to do with that All right. All right. Um, he'll have a chance to kind of snap out of it um, a bit later alright alrighty join you back in the other room Alrighty. Uh, next up uh, is Neathanol. Uh, no, we're back at the beginning. Uh, GM is going to quickly have a loo break, and then Pete, we're going to do the um, four minute steep dive, and then we're back into the action. Uh, back in a oh. second. So, Pete, mm -hmm. what do you reckon? Do I risk a snap cast? Get out of there. Yeah. Or or do I just run away further? Into the dark, though, that's the trouble. The whispling's going to be moving in after the worm, and it's still got that light spell on. But she'll move first. Not necessarily. She could have a waiting action. Oh, that's true. And I, so I assume that you know, the whispling would have moved closer, would have moved up to attack. Oh, him. actually, yeah, and Severance moved forward with his sword as well. Yeah, so she'd see light coming closer. So I think it makes sense if if you can't, still can't, if she can't see more, then she could have a waiting action to see if the light gets closer. But having said then. that, even if I moved, it could still get me in the back of the room if it's moving quick, right? Very. I may as well risk it, right? I mean, well, main, if, if, well, well, if, well, no, but if that's if you find cover in your turn, uh, as long as you act before it and find cover, it won't know where I am. Well, it won't be able to have an. Well, it won't. It won't be able to attack you during no. its turn unless it moves to moves up to attack you. I don't know. Yeah, right. I suppose I could do a perception roll. Yeah. Hmm. All right, folks. Uh, GM is back. He's going to put a pause on the the nasty sounding critter for a second. Why pause that? There we go. Uh, Across right. the screen. You have yes. Thanks, Pete. Thank you. Actually, that may not matter because I'm going to uh, just for my little quick rule summary. I'm going to just uh, share a screen, which is not the map. Uh, there we go. You guys, please tell me if you can see this. I think you should be able to. See that? Uh, not yet. Oh, yep. When I yep. go, when yeah, I go, what stream? Yep. You got it. Is that a yes? Mm -hmm. Movement and maneuver table. Yep. Brilliant. Thank you very much, Pete. Great. Cool. Um, so taking a, a very quick pause there, um, on the excellent suggestion of um, Anthony, um, every every session we deep dive into um, two, three, four, four minute in this case, uh, into an aspect of the Rollmaster rules. Uh, I, I, as the GM, pop a, a, a quick um, 
uh, poll up on the the YouTube channel and ask people, uh, our kind viewers, you who are who are watching this, uh, to make a vote, uh, put in a vote of what they'd like to learn about um, for this session. Uh, people voted last time, and um, the decision was to go with uh, how the mechanics for movement and maneuver, or move, sorry, moving maneuvers work in in this game. Um, re relatively easy. Um, so you'll see on that chart, uh, and it looks horribly complex. Um, it's actually it's actually not bad at all. Um, so the way it works, and we've already had a couple of examples uh, in in the session already, is a character will want to do an action. So we had an example earlier on of one of the characters ducking under the door and then making uh, following on and making an attack in their round. Um, so the process the process is the character describes um, what they want to do. The GM comes up with uh, how hard um, that difficulty is. And you can see on screen, we have from routine to absur absurd. There are also some uh, some other categories as well. The table um, branches out, so you've got all the way down to mundane, um, all the way up to virtually impossible. And you have a, um, appropriate, uh, appropriate roles um, uh, on those to, to balance out how difficult or hard it is. Um, um, that aren't actually on that on that uh, chart, but you can see there there's um, a range of uh, results. So in the case of um, characters that had to duck under a door, it was a light maneuver. You know, so it's it's not it's hardly particularly taxing. Um, it's not routine or really easy, but it's it's a light maneuver, and that's totally a judgment call the GM makes on what's in their head and how they how they see it working. The the player or the character makes a decision of whether or not they proceed or whether they don't. Um, if they don't proceed, uh, then they cancel their action and they lose 10% um, uh, um, activity. If they proceed and they want to go ahead, they roll a D percentile dice. Uh, so D percentile is a, a D100 with the chance of it being either open-ended up or down. So either either really potentially really, really good or really, really bad. Um, and then they apply a particular bonus. So in the cases that we've had tonight, we've just simply applied uh, people's moving and armor bonus. So in Gray's case, um, he, do he doesn't wear armor, so it's just based on his agility. Uh, in, in Severin's case, he does wear armor. He doesn't get a bonus, um, but he doesn't get a minus because he's fully trained in his armor. Um, depending on the activity, if you're tumbling, if you're climbing, if you're riding a horse, if you're doing something that involves movement and you've got a skill for it, uh, your bonus for that skill would also come in here, modified by your armor. So in other words, if you're wearing heavy armor and you try to climb, yes, you'd get your climbing bonus, but you'd also get the penalty for wearing armor as well. Um, and then simply based on your, your skills um, and the dice roll that you've got, you'll come up with a result there. Um, and you can see some of the written text. It's pretty easy to, to determine. So, for example, you'd have to roll pretty badly. So more than 200, for example, down on medium, you know, fail. Plus 15 hits, you manage to break your arm and you're out for nine rounds. Now, that's a pretty severe result and you'd be pretty upset about that. But you'd have to roll very, very badly for that to happen. Um, but the harder the maneuver gets... Um, the easier it is for something nasty to happen. So you'll see down at the same result, more than 102 down for absurd. Um, yeah, full crushes skull, and that's probably not great. 
Um, if you don't get a text result, you'll come up with a numeric result. And there's basically two ways of reading the, those new numeric results. You can either, as I probably tend to favor, make that a percentage chance. So already this evening we've had a number of 80% chances or 70% chances or whatever to see if the character succeeds or fails. And then they roll, so the character then rolls the second time, and if they get under the percentage, they've succeeded. So I think we had three characters that wanted to duck under the door. They each had to get 70 or under. Um, they got 70, they succeeded. Um, so it can either be an all or nothing. So in other words, whether or not you succeed or, or fail um, based on that, that number as a percentage. So for example, uh, if you're trying to do a sheer folly maneuver and you roll a, a, um, a 66, you'd have a 5% chance of, uh, of succeeding. Um, the other way that this chart can be read numerically is basically the, the percentage of activity you get to do for the maneuver. So not all, not all things that a character does in a game are necessarily succeed or fail. Um, you might be running or walking or or doing something that doesn't necessarily involve you definitely succeed or you definitely fail on it. But this what the num what the the number, the numeric result would represent is the percentage of the activity that you got all the way through it. So um, for example, you were climbing. Um, so if you uh, if you got a result of a, a light climb maneuver and the result of a 41 was the total result, rather than saying if you roll 70 or under, um, you succeed or fail, rather you just manage to make it 70% of what you could normally climb in a round. And therefore you'd have to probably spend a bit more time uh, getting up the wall or climbing up whatever you were doing. So the result can either be all or nothing, or it could be like a percentage or an increment of how far through um, a character is in, uh, in achieving their goal. Um, that's, four that's four minutes, and I think that's where we'll leave it there. Um, the, the last thing is, uh, just you'll, you'll see on the, on the chart, as with any Rollmaster chart or, or way of doing things, because of the open-ended mechanic, um, even if you had an absurd chance, even if you were falling to your death, but the GM says, hey, you know, you have an absurd chance to basically reach out with your hand and to grab onto, you know, a ledge and just save yourself. If you roll well, if you, in this case, if you rolled more than 226, you would have a 100% chance of succeeding that. So one of the great things I personally love about this game um, Things are often really, 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 really hard, but generally not utterly impossible. There we go. Um, that is uh, moving mechanics in Rollmaster. Thanks, Pete. Thanks for being timekeeper. We are ending the rounds. We are back into the next rounds, and we're off with an initiative roll. And we are going, not surprisingly, Nathan again. You guys probably can't see the uh, stop sharing. You guys can't see the map. So if I do this, probably can now see the map. Uh, yep, had to change to a different uh, different camera down the bottom, but yep. Clearing. It's coming in, yes? Mm, yeah, it's very blurred. Yeah, a bit grainy. I can see outlines. See outlines. That's a scary looking worm. <laughs> there we go. It is quite dark, so if I... If I increase the light a smidge, probably see a bit more of that, perhaps. 
<clears throat> so yep. Severin's moved down, obviously. Yes. So the light is presumably increased marginally, or that it's shone yeah. to the. Um. Yeah, mar marginally. Don't forget, he's he's holding a effectively a torch in his hand. Um, there is a bit more light down here. Yes. Because uh, I mean, it will be flickering around, obviously. Um, can uh, <clears throat> basically, she'd like to uh, find a better place to hide than she currently has. Um, so, some large object to the ed edges of the room. You know, perhaps behind her, somewhere. You know, somewhere where she, because that where she is now is not falling her comfortable amount of cover. Okay. <clears throat> so she would like to hide somewhere. Okay, so um, your call on whether she uses ten percent or or more of her perception to have a look around. Uh, well, what what's sort of ten percent? Is that an, usually adequate or? Uh, that would be a, a a negative ten to your perception roll. So just a quick glance, basically, a thirty percent chance. A thirty percent is a look around without a penalty. And uh, can she do that incrementally? So if she doesn't find something, she can keep looking. Uh, sure, she she can spend more time. Yeah. Well, so I mean, she'll start with a, a quick glance, and if she can't, she can keep looking. Sixty. Sixty. Cool. Thank you. Plus seventy-five. Yep. I mean, ideally, she'd be looking for somewhere she could hide that the thing would go past her. Um. Sure. You know, so, so to the to the to the left of that door, and she would move around to it. You know, so uh, if you look at the the way yep. you're positioning the screen now, she'd move left and then around somewhere. Sure. Well, the or creature is on the other side of the room. So the creature is pretty much just where it is now. She's where it is now. So it will likely, presumably, see her when she moves. Um. So. Uh, um. Look. Yeah. A quick glance over his shoulder. Um. And. She sees Yeah. Some tables over here, this rock pile, um there's some other workbenches over here. That's pretty much what she manages to take in. Uh <clears throat> so I mean if she starts she doesn't see does she see the um gap in the wall there? Uh this one here? No, the other one. Uh no. Uh, does she see that gap in the wall? But that just goes some rocks here. Okay. Does she want to spend more than another ten percent having a look around? Uh, not from where she is now. No. Um, <clears throat> what percentage of her, um, if she were to run down the other end of the room? Mm -hmm. Um. How long would that take her? I mean, it's she, she would be running into pitch black, so she really would be running into God knows what. Um, she, I'm, I'm going to say she doesn't know. 
really, or it's unless she has another look around, she um, it's hard, really hard for her to know. There is a bit of light from a guy holding a torch uh, here, so some forty foot away. That's flickering down. Yes, there's a little bit more light down at the end of this corridor, but this this room that she's in, yes, we can see it. This room that she's in is is pitch black. Elves can definitely mm -hmm. see much better than humans with light, no doubt about it. But there Could is she delay there, sorry. But there, but there is no light in here. Could she delay her action until in, in case more light appears? Sure. Yeah, if she wants to. Um obviously she wants to move before the creature does um but she's aware that other light might um you know she's aware of the whispering bouncing around um because she can't run into nothing but obviously she wants to get away from the creature at the same yep same token yeah okay so basically a holding a holding action correct holding action yep yeah or, or, or um Yep, okay. So if it comes for... Her, she has an opportunity to move now um, before it. If it yeah. uh, then moves and it moves towards her, what I would ask for is a conflicting action. Um, yes, she has a effectively a holding action for it and she would have uh, probably, probably the jump on it. Um, but we might have to see at the time. So she definitely has a chance right here, right now to move before it. Um, if it moves towards her, it's likely she she will move before it, but not certain. So you're calling. Okay, so I couldn't. I can't wait a few a uh, few goes and then have another go. Uh, yeah. I don't know what the pr protocol is here, but yeah. So move now, or see what happens later on. And if she were to snapcast. Um, that would be a, what, a minus? A uh, 30. Uh, and if she waves and makes a noise, that reduces that to? Uh, that would be... Does it actually work? Pete, can you just do a quick check on me? She's mentalism, correct? So she gets she gets to do the hand-waving, but not the vocalisation. Thank I you. Think. Yes, I think you're right. Thank you. Yeah, I knew it was one or the other. It is for Essence, definitely for Essence, so for Grey, for, um, certainly for Keros, certainly for um, uh, Askel, um, because they're all Essence, but Mentalism, um, yes, it's, yeah, if you can double check that, Pete, but I'm pretty no, sure. No, it says, it says that, so Flamboyant Gestures gives yes. plus 10 to Elemental Spells, Yes. plus 5 for all Bar, What's that base attack base, roll? Base attack rolls. And non-attack spells. So plus five for all non-attack spells is the gestures. There you go. That's for, the for the incantations, it says mentalism casters are not required to use incantations, so they gain no benefit from using they loud and fluent incantations. Thank you very much. Thank you. That was it. So yes, plus five she gets for it. I think she's going to have to move them because if she fails that, she's screwed. Yeah, she'll do her move thing. Um, hoping that the light will increase so if the light increases she will move so she stays where she is currently correct yeah and if the, if there's a change in the light and she can see she, any better than she can she'll move into the back she'll run into the back of the room got it uh jada 
Right. Um, so you, people are starting to move forward, so I guess she'll um, probably up closer by the door. Are the doors kicked open yet, or are they still just that half? No, they're still half. They're still half. No one's not. Oh, yeah. Yep. Um, well, I think um, she would go over and just see if she can open the door, one yeah. of the doors. Yeah. Easy. Yeah, these things are half rotten. Um, they almost come across in your hand. Yeah, she pulls the doors open, no problem at all. They are now, as okay. as you can see on there, um, exactly that with, with half of them open. Yep, any other actions from her? Uh, no, she'll just still hang back. Okay. Is she still inside this room, or is she, has she gone into the corridor? Uh, I should stay inside the room. Okay, done. Cool. Thank you. Uh, Etienne. So this, uh, this just yeah. just a reminder. There's this strange kind of mirror or window or something that's kind of dripping stuff sideways. Is probably a good description. Hmm. Yeah, I don't think he's going to run into that. That would be just silly. Um. I guess. He will um, prepare. Okay. If I just to, to remind people it's there, I did that. Some white, there we go. Cool, he's going to prepare. Done. Um, Nicholas. Um, so the whispling is whereabouts, please. Uh, it is here. I'd assumed it was a here. Uh, so is Nicholas aware of the dripping stuff? No. Okay. He's going to um, want to move the whispling uh, up as far as he can. Mm-hmm. To attack the worm. Okay. Um, so that's a distance of. Easy. Yeah. Uh, call it 20 or so foot. Give me an attack with, a, say, a negative 20 to it. Oh, please. Uh, 68. 68. It's a rear. You guys are just wailing on this thing. <laughs> Oh, it's a, it's a small grapple. It is a small grapple, which I, I do plus, have. Plus 90. Yep. Just double check. That's a small, absolutely. So again, it does its um, three and a B. So that's a really good point. Oh. I should reduce. I should reduce the amount of damage that this does. Yep. Give me your roll, please, Pete. So you did it three. Oh, 82. 82. What, half damage is probably about right. I think, I think that's fair. Yeah. yeah, more than fair, to be honest. Eighty-two. Um, you do it another eleven hits, and you get plus ten to your next uh, attack. Nice. And so, has the whispling moved up to about half along its back, halfway along its back, uh, or a bit further? Nope, it's moved up to kind of its tail. 
But hang on, I'll show you. There you go. Uh, so, yeah, it's come up to about here. Wallop. Oh, okay. Can I just to just to check though that would have increased the light in the room for Neathanol just as a because I know that's her trigger. Hmm? Was that correct? Uh, what's the how how uh, how far does the light go out from the whistling peak? So the light is a ten foot radius uh, light. Okay. So lights an area uh, lights in a ten foot radius area around the point touched if the spell is cast onto a target. So that, I believe that's the spell. So it's got ten foot this around it but i'm sure that would spill over so the ethanol yes there is a there is a bit more a bit more light in here now you need to make another perception roll to see but it would be easier than the, the last one all right she'll do that give me a roll Okay. Yeah. Okay. She um, she was really only able to to see um, kind of this area here because of the occasional flicker from Severn Sword. The 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 lights that is coming kind of a beam down from from this door here, and and her superior vision. Um, she, she's just caught glimpses of yes, some more of these tables, this massive statue at the far end some cylindrical things here and what looked like a, a rock fall down here you know she's caught a glimpse of them but they kind of you know the whistling's moving um it's it's hard to make out but she she's caught a glimpse of these things she'll peg it down to the statue okay uh give me your roll please for running and she's looking to get behind it or something near it yep 13 13 so her her running's fine. Um, let's do. Uh, could you um, could you give me just a, a pure dumb dumb luck roll? What I'm trying to figure out with this is whether or not when she's actually moving, she she moves in time for a, a, a you know a, a chunk of light from the whistling to actually see where she's going and that's kind of split second 90, 94 hang on and yeah okay um can you roll roll again please because uh, i hadn't, hadn't quite got my head around that so um yeah if if say a 50 50 or under and she's in luck and there's kind of a um enough light 50 or over and there's a chance that she could barrel into an object or a piece of furniture or trip over the stairs or something like that give me a roll please 99 unfortunately not okay um uh, yep so she she runs up in the pitch black she knows she's aiming for the statue that she caught a glimpse of uh, but as she's running, she goes a little bit off-piste and nearly crashes into this table. Give me an agility check, please, to see if she can just avoid, at the, at the last second, cracking into that um, uh, 
that table, I'm going to call it an, uh, um, an all or nothing medium maneuver, please. Uh, 90. 90 plus her moving an armor plus 20. Uh, she doesn't. Uh, so her agility plus 35. Okay. She should be fine. Too fine. Cool. Yeah, she's fine. So at the very last second, you know, just just the way the light's kind of dancing around inside here, she she rushes to the statue, nearly crashes into that workbench, corrects herself, and just manages to trip, you know, nearly trip over her feet and get to the foot of the stairs at the base of the statue. She's there. So yeah, if she could just find someone to duck underneath or behind, that would be the plan. Okay. Uh, in terms of beneath or behind. Probably her best bet is the statue, uh, ideally. But yeah, probably her best bet is to jump in in here. Uh, the statue's right up on the at the base of the wall, unfortunately. So yep, she can kind of prize herself here. Okay. Is that the all her action? That's it. Well and truly, well and truly. Uh, Nicholas, that was that was you, uh, Keros. You've seen people starting to move up. Um, you've seen this strange kind of shimmering effect on the wall, Keros, and these... Um, uh, actually, can you? Where's your light coming from, Keros? That's a really good point. Where's my light? Hmm. You can see the light from Nicholas, but you probably can't see a lot down the tunnel. Oh. Because you don't have a torchbearer. So you can see this room, okay. But it's it's getting pretty pretty dark down here because Severin's got the light down here with his his lit sword. The whispling is dancing around down here, but it's pretty hard for you to see. But there's something kind of coming out from the wall that you can see. What do you do, Keros? Um, well, she's not going to waste any powerpoints on light. Okay. She's probably just going to hang, to be honest. Um. <laughs> Yeah, she's not going to venture into the dark by herself, that's for sure. Alright. And that weird guy Nicholas is hanging around with a lantern, so hang with him. That's alright, He's he's got some light. I'll hang out with the weird kid. Okay. <laughs> alright. Uh, Askel, you're still in the room as well. What are you doing? Um, he's prepared for two rounds, and he is going to cast a spell. Give me a roll. Uh, I could do his transcend armor food. Oh, yes, yes, good, good memory. Thank you. All right. Right one. Yep. Oh, windy. Oh dear. Yeah. No, he didn't need it more than that. I think he's. What is his transcend armor? Um, it's only uh, yeah, it's only fifty-six plus fifty-six. Yeah, not quite. So, um, your your call. You can either uh, cast the spell and and risk casting with a penalty, um, because in your mind you're still wearing armor, or you can continue to prepare the way kind of in my head i imagine transcend armor working is it's almost like you're psyching yourself into it and kind of when you get to a point where you're about to do it and then you don't quite do it you don't quite but you but you haven't lost the prep 
So your your call, your decision. Yeah, yeah, he'll have a go anyway. He have a go anyway. Sure thing. Yep. So, uh, what type of armor is he wearing? Uh, the rank. Oh, yep. Eighty uh, ten. Ten. That's what I needed. Thank you. And he's essence. Uh, so this is a this is a negative thirty to the roll. Give me a roll, please. Negative thirty. What's wrong, man? Thirty-six. Thirty-six. Negative thirty. Um. Um, um, do you have base spells? I can't remember if you have the skill base spells as a warrior mage or not. No, I had the um, attack uh, directed spells, but yeah. that was only for shot, yeah, shot bolt. Base spells. I've been very. Oh, no, I do, have, I do? do but, but it's only plus six. Yeah, no, that's, that's probably all you needed, actually. Um. Miraculously, amazingly, had you not prepared, by the way, you would have had a negative 60 to that roll, and that would definitely not have worked. However, um, <clears throat> your luck, the spell goes off. Cool. Uh, the spell was um, projected light. Okay, yep. Yeah, um, so that was coming off my hand. Um, yet to light up the hallway. And and light it up it does suddenly all of you down that hallway can see quite dramatically so suddenly it's a lot brighter down there um yeah uh there's a like a flashlight coming out and there's a decent amount of light going down that hall right and um, so i've got nothing left this turn no you do you got 25 percent. okay uh so what can i see now it's all lit up. Sure. Um, so this, this... Do a perception roll? More perception? Um, or, uh, just... I'll give you what you could see if you wanted to If you wanted to try to kind of check out more stuff or see hidden stuff, more um, information you, you can with a with a perception roll. But certainly yeah, at the, yeah. at, at the yeah. moment you can see this strange kind of weird mirror, sheen... Um, something on the wall and and Askel, you are absolutely certain you've seen figures moving around in, in, in behind is it a window or is it a mirror you, you don't know but there's definitely figures in behind there and there's it looks like explosions there are kind of gouts of flame and weird things going on and then there are these strange tendrils of liquid or smoke or or something black things which are dripping sideways out from the wall um that's so that's down that 15 foot there uh mm -hmm. you can see etienne there bray there tanya there and then very in the distance uh brave severin down down by himself with his sword um this little ball of light which is the uh the whistling that's it okay um if you wanted to Sorry. Yeah, I'll do a more uh, roll, do perception just to yeah. try to see if I can understand a bit more. Yeah, sure thing. Give me uh, a roll. Um, uh, I think, what else have I got? Don't think I've got any. Uh, I've got ancient history, reading ruins. I don't think anything else will do it. 
about. Okay. Thirteen. Thirteen. You don't think it's must? No. Nope. Unlucky for some. But it might. Thirteen actually might be very good. Okay. And what's his what's his perception, please? That's twenty-five. Twenty-five. Okay. Um. You, you can't be sure, Askel, but. You think you saw some movement, something big and sack-like, and it just moved out or nudged or something down here. And yeah, flashing your, your your palm out with the light projected from your hand. Yeah, definitely a big sack or something. You see, kind of the tail end of a big sack kind of moving. Mm. Right. Okay. Um. Yeah, I, I, do I talk to the others that are near me and just describe what I see to them? You've got um, and three words because you've pretty much used... Oh, no, you, no, you probably have a little bit more because um, the 10% perception. So, yep, you've got about 15% action. So, yeah, what do you say? Yeah. Um, what do I say? Uh, just it appears to be something moving down the, to the right. Okay. Leave it at that. Done. Thank you very much, Askel. Um, Askel. Uh, next up is Gray. So, Gray, you're standing here. You've seen this as described. What are you doing? Oh, sorry. I actually uh, missed uh, a little bit of that. Um, I just had to go chase the dog. Um, what was what was just there? What was that bit? That, that thing there is this strange kind of mirror or sheen uh, the or, stuff. yeah and mm. yeah and we haven't figured what that is or what it does yet have we mm. i mean gray would definitely start by just having a sniff and see if you can have a good yeah. smelly thing on it yeah, yeah. Give, me, give me a perception roll please okay mm. I which which sorry four nine, oh, no nine 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 nine, yeah, cool. Uh, oh, is it double? Oh, actually, it doesn't matter because it's not a weapon. Uh, no, it's not not a weapon. Nor was he affected by that strange thing that affected some of the other characters. Um, and his perception, please. His perception is thirty seven. Um. Yeah, great. This is the weirdest thing you've smelt, or rather that you haven't smelt. It smells of nothing. Oh, okay. Everything has a smell, yeah. You know, every everything has a smell. This is the absence of smell. I think that would probably freak him out quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um. Yeah, he probably wouldn't want to touch that. Um, and sorry, at the end there, I heard there was like a doorway where there was something in the doorway. Is that is that close by to where Gray is? Uh, Askel had said that he 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 had picked up some movement a bit further down the corridor. Ah, down where towards Severin. Correct. Okay. Um, hmm. Just trying to think if there's anything he can use to touch the liquid. Um. Hmm. Is he have nobody's touched it yet, have they? Nobody's touched anything. Not that you've seen. Does he have any he'd have like some coins on him or something like that? Yeah. 
he just chuck one of those onto the liquid or into the liquid to see what happens okay um where exactly does he he throw us or uh is there like a is there any big kind of patch where the liquid is because that's he'd just try and get it into the wherever the liquid would be okay um uh, well it's not that's the weird thing like it's uh how how to describe this so you've got you've got this mirror um sheen uh window call it call it what you want it's as described it's 15 foot long mm. it's about eight foot high and it's about four foot high off the ground so it's kind of at about set it starts at about waist high and you've got this these things coming out of it this this almost like stuff that's dripping but it's dripping black sideways and um it's not pooling so these 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 drips if you'd call them drips that are kind of coming sideways are going this way so they're starting at the wall where the where the mirror thing is and they're drifting this way and then they just kind of vanish so they're not they're not pooling anywhere they're not collecting in a place um but they're coming out relatively thick and and quite you know you know quite substantial here and then by about here they just kind of drift off into into space hmm. um so, so yeah i guess he would try and throw whatever it is at like one of the thicker parts of the drip okay to see what happens to it okay um you you throw it in uh and there's a a dull kind of sound uh and the the coin just disintegrates okay so don't touch it okay um if it's waist high i wonder if you could crawl under it because it's not they're not dripping off the drip like the no, drip's going straight no. into the wall no um uh so yeah it's it's about four foot high okay uh before he does that anything like that though he'd kind of like to he's got uh a trap thing where you can kind of figure out if there's traps okay um so he'd probably do that that would probably take a that would take a round to do checking for yeah, traps is... that's cool yep that's cool he would just check for traps okay next round done okay cool good stuff gray uh next up tanya you're closest to these uh although ray's kind of come up alongside you um what are you doing tanya well after looking what happened to the coin uh not going near it and there's no way around it right their their strands are right across the yeah uh, although as as um as as gray just pointed out you could crawl underneath them but yes they go all the way across the the corridor um bugger uh, well i think she will um did she hear the comment about the thing down the other side of the yes. end yes. of the room right well she'll string uh, she will shout out to severin uh watch out to your right mm -hmm. and she will uh not advance but she will 
train an arrow immediately down the right hand of that corridor. Cool. Done. Uh, and if something steps out on that right hand side, mm -hmm. she will let the arrow go. Done. Thank you. All right. Um, this thing. Uh, so this terrible thing um, worms its way in, into this room. Uh, it's making yeah let's make a roll actually uh, oh okay um so Neethanol you you see it uh it it spins Whoops! Oh, <laughs> and for a second, and for literally just a second or two, you are um, almost paralysed with fear because it, it is almost looking—if if it could look—straight at you. Uh, go away. Um, and then it turns away from you, and you just in a. In a, in a um, very hard for you to see, but perhaps just a chance flash of Severin's sword or the whispering or something. But you catch a glimpse of a hole, horrible black hole, and you can see there there's um, debris and stuff either side. And this thing just goes straight for that hole, wiggles its way down, and disappears. Hmm. Okay. Well, good in some ways. Okay. Uh, all right. Mithon, you're up. I don't know. It doesn't seem like there's kind of anywhere to go or anything to really do. <laughs> um, yeah, does anyone have any suggestions? You can string your bow. <laughs> oh, yeah, actually, that's the point. Is there a... Do, would she have any string on her? I, I leave that up I... to Mithan's usual keeper. It's It's really your call, Pete. Um, I believe, well, as an archer, she, she would, yes. I, I just haven't got the, the equipment in front of me, but I'm fairly certain she should. Okay. Um, so, <laughs> yes. Oh, I can wait. I can check your equipment. Oh, one moment. Oh, I've got a, yeah, there's more equipment lists that's oh. correct. Okay. <laughs> check that now, sorry. Sorry, thank you, Pete. She should. If she hasn't, I've not been doing it right. Uh... Pete, I'll, 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 I'll give it up to you. you know, this is your character. You would, you, you know, you're the best place to say the yay or nay. Up to you. Uh, yes, she would. Okay. Cool. Okay. Okay. Did so? Should yeah. 
string her bow and just let the party know that that's what she's doing mm-hmm. in case something comes out of somewhere that she's just a little bit busy. Okie dokie. <laughs> okay. Um, next up, Severin, as per our discussion, what do you, what do, you do? Hello, Severin. Hi. Did he hear Tanya's voice? Tanya's voice. About something something behind him? Yes. Yes, he yep. would have. Yep. Yep. Definitely. So I think instinctively he would look if someone shouted at him. Yep. Fair enough. Uh, does he see anything? Uh, with probably with three lots of lights, both his own sword... Uh, the light that Askel has very helpfully um, presented, and the whispering, uh, he can now see these horrible, at least one of these things. Uh, yeah, this massive chrysalis cocoon thing. You know, he he recalls back to growing up in the cat's tail up in Tama and and, and seeing the, the the pink butterflies that used to come out in the spring, and and this this object reminds him of what they used to sleep in for sure. Um, it's moving, but other than that. But um, is it moving? Is it actually really there? I mean, isn't he asleep? Well, uh, that's the quiet. Uh, I mean, no. Uh, I mean, he's he's he, he spins around. He's whirling his sword around, shouting, uh, "Is this real? Hmm? What the hell's going on? Is this? Are we dreaming? I like wake me up and wake me up." And he's getting a little bit angry about it, and he smashes the door. Okay. Uh, and spins his sword around, and uh, generally sort of bashing objects just to see if they're there. They, oh, sorry. If they're there, they're, sorry. <laughs> you're going to say something else. If they're there, sure. Okay. Um, yeah. I mean, he crashes his sword around. You know, he. You know. Um, it seems seems to be real, Severin. But as far as you're concerned, this is just all not real. Uh, so he saw the not real thing disappear, mm. um, worm thing. So he goes into the other room uh, and just kind of. I guess if he thinks it's a dream, it feels it thinks it's a dream. He's kind of just pushing walls and touching things and just kind of sussing out if he can fool himself, fool his senses. So I mean, he'll follow the thing down. There's a ancient vase looking here. There's there's some broken um, boxes here. There's two statues here. Um, uh, there's some stairs that go down with this. this worm thing had gone well yeah he'll, he'll jog down in the room and see if he can swipe at it okay okay he's it's... shouting all the time it's a dream it's not real okay uh he gets down there has a look around very very for his human eyes oh he's got a sword admittedly so he's, he's waving that around a bit um this is this is what he sees so um you know Workbenches, beautiful. Even even in the in the um, limited light from his sword, he, he can catch the inlays and the work, the craftsmanship which has gone into producing these workbenches is amazing. The same with uh, these anvils and, and other objects around the room. Of of the beast that he came in looking for, of no sign. And we'll leave. Uh, I think he becomes a bit distracted by the anvil actually. Okay. Um, we'll leave it there for the moment for him. Uh, 
And then that's that's it. Um, that's the end of that round. All of a sudden, there's a first once. Twice. Three times. And then with a snap, this strange mirror, um, whatever you want to call it, uh, window, whatever it is, disappears. And that strange liquid or whatever it was that was moving sideways has also gone. You now come out of out of combat rounds and we'll go rounds party will ask each character what they generally want to do uh, in, the, in the next few minutes. Um, we'll start off with, with probably these characters here. That's just happened. So Tanya, you've just seen this happen. Um, can you kind of just talk me through what you want to do and I'll, I'll then kind of narrate what happens. So in the next, so once that happens, what's Tanya's immediate reaction? And I'll ask the same of both Gray and Etienne second as well. Uh, if she's certain the strands have gone, Mm -hmm. uh, she will is a bit concerned a but what's in that sack but also what the hell Severin was blithering on about okay um, and so she'd run down to follow him cool done uh, is she with her boat yeah with her boat yeah and we'll I'll, I'll, I'll play this out just once I get a sense of what the other guys in your immediate vicinity are doing uh, Grey Grey what are you what are you doing you've just seen this thing this strange noise um, and this thing is gone what do you do um, well, they would get a little bit freaked out. Um, but he'd probably follow Tanya um, to to go see what Severin's doing because mm-hmm. um, I think he quite likes knowing where Severin is. Cool, kind of a good leader kind of guy. So, um, but yeah, I guess he'd be kind of keeping an eye out to see where what what might be lurking around some of those corners as far as they're running. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Um, and Etienne. Uh, likewise, I think he proceed on. Okay. Um, he's quite keen on seeing what the hell happened to that foul undead creature that he wants to send back to where it's where it came from. He certainly did a good job on moving it, uh, moving it away. Cool. Um, anyway, yeah, he'd like to pursue it. Done. 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 Okay. Well, let's. I'm gonna um, kind of play out these uh, these guys immediately, and 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 then I'll come to. Um, kind of almost as a reaction to seeing these three characters move I'm then going to go to these characters I'll probably come to Nicholas last because you're not uh, you can see with the whispering admittedly Um, and then we'll we'll see what Severin does so uh, these three move move down um, checking corners very carefully coming down here there is now quite a lot more light um, courtesy of uh, both Severin's sword in front and Askel was very, very sensibly and very kindly um, provided some light from behind. Um, Tanya and, well, actually all three are of Alvin kind, so your vision is not bad. Um, you can see what you can see on screen. Um, there are skeletons uh, here in, in various locations. Um, there is a, a corridor uh, heading off, and it turns, I might just borrow, oops, not victory. Nicholas for a bit. 
because uh, he's got the ability to open things up. Um, there's a corridor that heads around in this direction and uh, glancing down there you can see that there are some more skeletons down there. Um, uh, in this area here, um, yes, there's uh, one, two, three of these huge bulbous putrid smelling sacks. This one here is moving quite a bit, or moderate amounts, and these two, these two kind of jiggle a little bit. Uh, in, into this area here, um, yeah, there's broken detritus, there's a door there. Um, there's no immediate threat, uh, so not seeing anything that's either going to jump out at you or attack you, or imminent signs that either one of these sacks is immediately going to burst open. You continue down through here. Again, there's quite a lot of junk, rubbish lying on the ground, some crates, um, uh, cantilabras, various things here, another door that you can see there, and these two, uh, these two statues. Um, you come into this this room, and you can see as as described to set um, to what Severin had seen before. Uh, any uh, arriving in this room. Um, and seeing Severin kind of looking bemused and waving his sword around, any any immediate immediate actions kind of coming in from uh, either Tanya, uh, Etienne, or or Gray coming into this room, please. I think they try and calm Severin down. Okay. And Gray. Um, is is that little caterpillar guy in there? Little caterpillar guy. No sign of the little caterpillar guy. Okay. Um, probably, yeah. I mean, they're definitely trying to be calming Severin down, but once he's maybe kind of calmed down, they kind of start to have a look around. Yeah, sure. Okay, cool. All right. Uh, um, we'll leave, leave it there for the, that room for a second. Uh, these characters here have seen, um, and Nicholas, you are watching this kind of unfold as well. Um, quick description from from what Keros, uh, Jada, Askel and Mithan, and I, and I guess Nicholas at the same time as well, um, are doing. Uh, let's let's start with an order. Let's start with Keros, and we'll just go around as, as they are. Um, sorry, quickly, how far does the light go down? I've Cur seen the whole... Y yeah, courtesy of Askel, um, Askel basically deliberately using the, his hand as a flashlight, there is now, rather than at the end of Severin's sword, which is kind of moving all over the place, um, there is now quite a steady amount of light going down that corridor. And even with your human eyes, um, you can see a moderate amount at least. Um, she'd want to just check with the remaining team um, and thinks we should go together. She doesn't want to go on her own, so she'll wait to see w what they say. Okay, but her intention is to head down well, I'm not, I don't want to put words into your mouth. What, what, yeah, what? yeah, yeah. She, yeah, but she doesn't want to go by herself, so she'll wait and see what the others say. Got it. Cool. Jada? Uh, yeah. Jada would agree with Kyrus, um that we should um, probably all stay together and move move down to follow um, the group. Mm -hmm. Okay. Cool. Uh, who else we got there? Uh, Mithon? By the way, every now and then there are just sorry, Mathan, it's really rude for me to ask what you do and then interject, but every now and then there is this noise from this thing that's trapped with the fire down in the pit below. 
Um, Mathan, what are you doing? And then we'll go to Askin. Um, I she'd keep uh, stringing her. Well, I don't know how long that takes. Well, um, but she two runs, so she's up. done it. She's done it. Oh, okay, so yeah, she'd say, "Yep, let's let's go down as a party. Hmm? Keep an eye out for stuff." Okay, and she'd have her bow out. I guess, yeah. Uh, Askel, any anything to add to that? Uh, no, just agree. And um, I guess as he has the uh, torch, the light, um, lead, lead the way. Say, hey, let, let's go. Cool. Great. Uh, and Nicholas, you've um, you, you've seen this via the whistling's um, damn damn. I don't know, look at the GM screen. Damn that whistling's eyes. Um, uh, anything else to add or, or add to that, Pete? Did, oh, did he see where the caterpillar went? I'm going to say no. No, okay. Well, he's wanting to establish where the caterpillar is. He'll keep the whispling in the room until we establish that it's gone down its hole. Then he'll leave the whispling in this corridor to keep a watch on our rear. Okay, done. Um, the rest of the group, bar the whispling, make their way down. Whoops, and I've just run out of room with my mouse. Uh, make their way down into this room here. Um, quick description for me, there is now quite a lot of light in this room. Um, so I'll just quickly go around and, and uh, pl please, if you haven't listened before, please um, please do. Uh, you, it, so it's, it's, a, it's a large room. Um, you can see there uh, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40 foot across and around 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 55, 60, 65, 70, something like that um, in length. It's it's big. Um, you can you can see here these workbenches. There were three, there are three, I should say, one, two, three. Each one has a corresponding uh, anvil next to it. Um, there were three. On, on this side, but you can see that a massive rock fall here has come down and, and smashed uh, two of them to one side, but you can see the remains of the, the anvils and the workbenches, etc. here. And this rock pile has come in. Um, there are uh, two massive forges that you can see up here. Um, one here and one here. There are also two others, smaller ones. You can see one lying in the remains of the rubble here and the seconds here um once this one's been kind of knocked off its its perch by the the, the landslide um there uh there's also a, another kind of doorway here that you can see with with a lot of rubble in it as well it looks like part of something's come down here um there are stairs leading up to uh quite an ornate stage area um, with this beautiful, huge, beautiful statue. One thing that she doesn't have, um, not perhaps no surprising here, she has massive wings up to her back. Um, at the uh, the back of this wall, um, there are some weapons. There are um, three swords that you can see there. Uh, there is a, a spear and a decent-sized shield uh, that's there. Um, over here, there's a door, uh, all closed, of course. And in this corner here, 
call it alchemy equipment. There's there's beakers and bottles and and, and various things and, and jars. Um, there's this strange kind of little podium, this little stage area here, some small steps going up to it. Um, and uh, at the very back of the room, on the other, uh, as, as you can see there, there's this this other door. Um, the last remaining features, uh, actually one last thing that didn't the didn't show up is there's a tapestry, an old faded tapestry there that's coming to bits, um, and it's depicted. It's got something depicted on it. It's hard to see. The last thing you can see are, are two two bodies, one here, one here, and um, there are some some satchels lying around and some stuff on the, the bodies. Um, just a bit of a couple of images, um, like is coming so uh couple of satchels there's a what appears to be a water skin um and uh yeah you see that um and lastly on um on this uh this workbench here this this thing whatever this is but before i add the yeah, that there's also um scattered around um either on the grounds or in or around the workbenches uh tools various um you know pliers and um items for hammers things for manipulating metal um, and uh, probably the last thing i should say is on this table here there's a couple of quite ornate um faded cloth uh um tapestries or or pieces of cloth and there are in fact as you can see there there are some ingots of metal um there's also some on this side too quite a number uh, not a huge amount of them um maybe 15 to 20 hard to tell in this light but if you had to guess these ones look like gold there are some that might be silver perhaps bronze or, or some other metal um what do you do well perhaps uh Nyathal could step out sure and explain what happened to the creature so oh. everyone knows Done. and she explains shows them the hole and says mm, maybe we should try and block it Yeah, let's an ice wall or a wood wall mm. or what? yeah, cool. earth earth wall or will it go through earth? Is there a fireball down there? Yes. Because mm. it, if it if it can make a hole in the ground, it can probably go through earth, right? Yeah. Well, we have a variety of walls. Oh, is there a firewall? Oh, I love a firewall. Right. Uh, so, just make sure there's nothing. We are underground. Make sure there's no wood around. It's true. I don't think we want the smoke in here. Quite honestly. Um, uh, anyway, uh, yeah. Anyway, she explains what happened. So, and Severin is is got is he's got he's uh, laid out his sword and his hands. He's just staring down at the anvil, clenching at the side of it. He's 
he's it's an object that he's a former blacksmith so it's an object he's kind of he's uh grass upon and he's just sort of hitting it saying it's not real it's not real i'm not here it's not real could you give me another roll please seven i'll add the one we just did Eighty-two plus um. Sorry, well, my, what's my adjustment on this one? Uh, oh, I know. Yeah, 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 yeah. We got it. Yep. Yeah. Uh, plus seven. Seven. I'm going to say that's good enough. Um, yeah, uh, it, having kind of bashed stuff around, whatever it is, suddenly the reappearance of your friends, and with that very good roll. Seven, you kind of snap out of it. Oh my god, maybe this wasn't a dream. Oh god, how awful. I wish I was dreaming. You're now back to yourself, Severin. Oh, that's good. Alright, so, uh, no, I was just kidding. Uh, it's, just <laughs> not, it's not a dream. Uh, I just had a bit of a funny turn. Something strange happened. And I just, yeah, I rolled a 50. No, I didn't. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so, sorry. <clears throat> Carry on. He's faintly embarrassed. Okay. Um, Nicholas would want to make reassure everyone that this wasn't the effect of that neathanol sucking creature, because we have been on the alert for strange behaviour in each other. So he just want to remind the group of that and just check that Severin truly is okay. Uh, he just explained. No, something strange came over me. I had the strongest feeling none of this was real. But um, I seem to have, seems to have passed. Cool, cool. Um, now he has got his wits about him. He he would quite like to um, secure the area because that's what he does. Uh, so he would quite like to um, just ask for a volunteer just to sort of keep a watch on the door. Maybe see if we can close the doors. Yeah. Will we maybe put like an ice wall up between the uh, to kind of like a ward off those sack things? The we, we might sets. want to go back. We might want to go back through there. There might be. I, I don't know. If, I mean, I just wonder if we just keep an eye on them, because mm. they won't suddenly leap out, will they? We might, you know. Nicholas would agree that we should close the doors, and he's leaving the whistling out there so, to keep an eye. By the way, just in terms of doors, there are, there are there are no doors here. There are doors here. Those doors, then that'd be great. Okay. We can lock it. Okay. I don't think we need to lock them, maybe. Well, if, if the whisplings keep in on things, it should be yeah. right. So that's what Nicholas will focus on doing, keeping the whispering looking out okay. around around that area. Okay. What do the rest of you do? What, what, what do you do? Well, I think maybe you'll have a look at those dead bodies. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Um, while that's going on, I think Tanya will just check the place for interesting secret passages, traps, anything that sh that we may not have seen. Likewise, Neathanol. Okay, done. So we'll t do a few rolls for those. Describe what happens with checking the bodies or other activities, please, guys. Um, yeah, going Gray would go up and have a smell, uh, try and figure out how long they've been dead for. Um, y you would estimate. Uh, well, give, give me a give me a, a roll, please. Nine. Nine. Yep, it's masked. Um, 
Uh, here we go. It's coming. It's coming. Um. <laughs> if the GM can find the vault. There we go. Oh, not again, please, Gray. What was the roll? Hello, uh, Gray. On. Oh, sorry, 94. Sorry, I blocked myself. Oh. 94. Wow. Um, plus, uh, what's your perception? Uh, 37. 37, sure. Okay. Um, yeah, well, well, Gray, you come up and have a, have a look. Um, and a, look, a bunch of, a bunch of things. Um, you, uh, do, do you touch or investigate the bodies at all? Or are you just smelling um, Probably just having a smell. Okay. I don't know if he'd really want to touch him too much. Yeah, sure. Uh, so, several things. They're both lying face down. Uh, sorry, this one's lying face down, I should say. Um, and, and you can get a, a bit of a sense of how they're dressed. Quite quite strangely, this, this one's in, in some kind of robes. This one's wearing uh, trousers. Um in terms of how long they've been uh, dead, um, you would estimate hours, perhaps. Uh, not long at all. They look they look fresh. Um, Although I guess the time works weird down here, doesn't it? There could be more than that, but it doesn't seem like it. And that sounds right. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's yeah. no there's no visible marks on them that you can see. But they definitely did. Certainly not moving. Hmm. They don't smell undead. No. Hmm. You smell wax. Wax. Hmm. Oh, uh, a couple of other things. Um, Checking over the bodies, uh, and particularly with that, yeah, with that roll. Um, sake. Goodness sake, that's. Second. Slater's notes. Here we go. Um, yeah, so. Along with um, a couple of packs that you can see. Uh, there's um, close to one of the bodies there's a, a pole like a um, just a regular pole piece of wood uh, one one of the bodies has a, a short sword by their side um, but other mats uh, yeah that's it yeah, I'd probably have a maybe have a little check through the bags okay So going through the bags, you s several items, re some relatively mundane items. Um, the the first uh, first thing you notice the wax. You can see where the wax came from. Uh, one of them was can carrying um, quite a number of tallow candles. Uh, 
Um, other objects in the pack, there's some food uh, in there. Um, there's another water skin. Um, there's what appears to be a flask of oil, a flint and steel, some rope. Um, also, uh, one of them is wearing a quite a distinctive looking um, necklace around his neck what you can see you're now getting a little bit closer uh the other one you notice is wearing um quite quite decorative um earrings um so all of those things are interesting and useful but gray rummaging through the packs and, and currently for your eyes only at the moment um you see something that takes your breath away not one not two, but three. Lists of these strange um, amber-coloured stones, which Afsun had shown you her single one uh, that she had found or that she had had with her, um, and the objects for which you have been seeking now for what seems like an age. You were led to believe from Afsun. There might be one. If you were lucky, two. You've found three. Hurrah! Oh, exciting. Um, well, yeah, I mean, you would definitely tell the others. Hang, hang on. Uh, not that we want to get too excited here, but... but uh, hang on, hang on, hang on. Cursed. Hang on, hang on. Maybe, but... Uh... Or is Revelation so, a better one? It sounds like someone's just booted up windows or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, what do you do, Gray? Uh, well, we would definitely exclaim that he's found the lodestones. Um, and beckon the guys to come over and have a look at them and the other stuff. And maybe... He would smell the water and the food to see if it was poisonous or anything, and then maybe he would pass that around because we all should be drinking and eating. Cool. Good. Excellent. Thank you, Great. Um, Guys, it's just gone 10. I'm happy to play on for another half an hour. I'm happy to, to wrap there. What do people want to do? Um, uh, as always, good. I've got a bit of work to do. <laughs> yeah, I, I need yeah. to boost. Yeah, I'm 10. 10 finished. Sorry. Mm. I need to go to bed. <laughs> oh, there we go, guys! Excellent, excellent! Yay! Um, Finally, Chris. Just I wondered. Um, there's obviously a lot of items here that we potentially want to investigate. Mm -hmm. Is is that something? I mean, we could obviously do it next time. But I wonder if you know, is it or is it possible just to? do some roles in the interim or something i don't know just a thought yeah great great idea great idea to to excellent idea so um why uh I, i'll do a, a just a, a little bit of narration right now um Neathanol and tanya check the room pretty thoroughly uh they find nothing at, at least no obvious traps or or, or uh, mechanisms which they think might be 
at least an obvious way might be of harm to people um, they haven't opened anything or investigated further um if 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 you in between now and next week because we are playing next week if your character would like to investigate something uh in this room that we've we've talked about tonight um let let me know uh i'm happy for you to make some dice rolls so put it the best way to do it is go into your discord channel type what you want to have a look at and then make uh, a role in discord but explain before you make the role in discord what you're looking at and anything you're you're doing so if you're investigating an object or something like that tell me very clearly this is a role to do such and such does that sound okay cool. yep yep, yep. Good. just just allows us to, to kind of make some roles out of game but to move the story on a bit more next time um so uh look there we there we have it guys that's where we're leaving it for tonight um as per usual my my usual requests i hope i hope people had fun hope you enjoyed it um what i'll do actually is take a couple of images a couple of still images uh of of the map and uh send it out to you just in case that triggers an idea of what you may want to look at or investigate or, or check there's also items um objects that that we've put into the chat just now for you to perhaps have a look at or not or think about um the other thing i would say to you is uh just going back to the question of um you know does your character want to jump parties no compulsion to do so um i strongly suspect most people won't but have a think and then also think about uh, the gm would suggest you to also have a think about um assuming you do get out of this and you can get out of this where do your characters go where do they want to go and there we cool. go sure awesome thank you great stuff thank you. thanks uh, could we put um graham both both um both uh vader and sophocles were your characters to elect uh maybe do it tomorrow or um yes yeah i'll do, I'll do that tomorrow for sure cool guys tune in next week great. Good night, Thank all. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, See you later. Have a good rest of your week. See you, folks. Bye 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 b